are you? Yeah. See, <laughs> I didn't get it. We are back on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike, and I am the big ugly. And we are sitting here one day removed from TLC, the Raw pay per view, Big Ugly, and. We just talked five minutes ago. We got so much to talk about on this podcast. We're going to talk about TLC. We're going to talk about some of the things that didn't happen, some of the things that were supposed to happen, and other things that did happen, Big Ugly. Yes. And go ahead. This pay-per-view needed a little TLC. It did. As it was lacking a lot of TLC. There wasn't, yes, there was only one match. Yeah. Tables, ladders, and chairs, and it was the main event. We were talking about that with... uh, couple of people. Jam and Jason brought that up last night, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was watching from his palatial estate in Hamden, Maryland, and I was watching here from the mansion. You were watching from watching your from mansion. Mansion 2.0. 2.0, right? And, uh, man, it, it needed a little TLC. It got it. Um, swig of water for the working man, as you do. Um, let me talk about this. All right. About five minutes ago, when you walked into the mansion here, First of all, did you see Chris Burns anywhere in the 27 rooms leading I up to the I still cannot find him. Okay, so he's going to show up eventually, uh, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about... If it about starts to smell, then... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and we're not saying that Chris Burns smells. We're just saying if there's a decomposing corpse somewhere, we don't we don't want that to happen. But hey, by the way, Chris Burns and uh, a lot of people, I was at SWO, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, this past Saturday night in uh, Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania. We're going to go over a little bit about that because at the end of our podcast here we got an interview i did an interview big ugly with the queen of la la land she is a female professional wrestler she wrestles females she wrestles men she wrestles anybody she can get her hand on her name is jess la big ugly i I know that this interview is going to be on fire man once i put this up i'm gonna be the first one to listen to it. that's right you're gonna be the first one and then we're gonna get so many people listening to it because as i just mentioned to you before we and we talked about it big ugly we're blowing up we're still blowing up. A year and a half later, Woo! still blowing up. Man, all the archived episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and... TuneIn Radio. Gotta push TuneIn Radio because they are out there. Man, please listen to us, like us, follow us. You've been doing it already. Share the podcast, Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Uh, share us on Give Facebook. Give us your comments on Facebook. We love the feedback. We do. We and love we, to talk to you guys. We do. We want feedback. We <clears throat> want to hear what you think about us, about our topics, about our guests, what you want to hear, who you want to hear. And we appreciate you guys. Facebook, we're on Twitter, DU Wrestling Pod, and we still got the email address, Dirty Ugly Wrestling at gmail.com. Because we're not right. We're not wrong. We're, we're just, just fans. fans. That's right. And we are so happy to be here. Tangents already, Big Ugly. Yes. Yeah, we're blowing up the archived episodes. Thank you very much. All right. Back to something else we mentioned a couple minutes ago offline. We really try. When we get together at the mansion, we're like, hey, what's up? What's going on, man? And then we're like, nope, stop. We got to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, man, because as soon as I came in, I asked you, what'd you think about that TLC? You were like, nope. I was like, yep, yep. Let's wait until we get this microphone rolling. <laughs> because, I mean, we're, we're friends, man. We're cool like that. But it's like we could just talk wrestling all day. I mean, we got a year and a half of so many episodes where we talk wrestling and talk That's wrestling. All we, do. we probably got, yeah. I mean, we're friends like that and we're friends outside. You know, I care about your, sh- you know, stuff. Yeah. I know you care about mine, but this is what we do. This is what we do, man. It's- all right. So let me talk about this tangent. So right, good. we were watching TLC. Everybody was watching TLC last night. So much going on. We're going to get into it. Uh, but 
There was something else going on last night on AMC, Big Ugly. Yes. So, and this is a problem. As I was telling Dirty Mike before uh, we we got this uh, mic rolling. So I'm sitting there. I miss probably I miss probably the most surprising and biggest match on the card. Well, uh, biggest might be the big, but I miss the AJ Styles and Finn Balor face off. Oh. Because I decided that after the women's championship match that ah, likely there's not going to be anything good coming on because I, I didn't see any advertisement for it. I didn't know it was going to be a match. Because there wasn't. Yeah. So I went ahead and was like, ah, let me go ahead and check out The Walking Dead. Right. 100th episode, season 8 premiere of The Walking Dead. So I went ahead and turned that on for a while. I come back during the Jason Jordan Elias match. For the I'm, third time they've been on the show. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, yeah, look, I ain't missed nothing. <laughs> you were wrong. Yeah, I was super wrong, man. I, I hit up Bleacher Report and saw that they had a match, and I was pissed, man. So uh, I, I have to go back and watch this match. Please do, because it was awesome. Talk about chemistry between two people. Talk about, and, and this match was not hyped. It was announced that, and we'll just throw this out, but we're not going to do Walking Dead spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched it, including me, uh, even though it's hard not to read the internet. But, all right. So... Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, JoJo, O'Dallas, and countless others got the mumps, bro. That's crazy, They got man. the mumps. I, I mean, there's a there's a lot more technical medical term for it, but they got the mumps. They out. So, and I didn't, like, I, first of all, I didn't know they had the mumps until mm-hmm. you told me. But I don't even know what the mumps are. Like, how do you contract? Is this like chicken pox or something? You might have to go into your Google machine. Yeah, man. man. I'm, I'm uh, pulling this doing? up right now. But while you're doing that, let me just explain a little bit of what's going on. So... It was this past week, uh, well, you know, the week before TLC, depending on when you're watching this, the week before TLC 2017, that it was announced that Roman Reigns was out, and also Bray Wyatt was out. So let's start with the Bray Wyatt thing, because when Bray Wyatt's out, Sister Abigail versus the Demon, I don't know if, who wants who wants to watch it. I really didn't. I wasn't looking forward to it. So, but God bless Bray Wyatt for the, you know, I hope he feels better. That's just a big thing. But they replaced Bray Wyatt with AJ Styles. AJ Styles was on a tour all the way across the world. They called him up on the Friday night. They said, hey, we need you to come out here and we need you to face Finn Balor at TLC. SmackDown versus Raw, no hype, just an announcement that AJ Styles is basically replacing and AJ Styles is going to be facing Finn Balor. No big hype, man. No big hype. No. Uh, no. But he's like, I'm going to do it because I can't pass up this opportunity. This is part of the Bullet Club, the original Bullet Club from way outside of WWE. It's, you know, for the TLC. It's for the WWE universe. Let's do it. So he flew... I don't know, 18 hours plus whatever it was all the way across the world. And he came up and and when he did a preview promo on the kickoff show, he was looking tired, man. But when he came out to that ring, he was on fire. Um, And it was fantastic. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But AJ Styles flew halfway across the world. Now, who did they fly all the way across the world back to the other part of the world? They flew Triple H out there and Triple H faced off in a match he was wrestling in the ring uh, i can't remember exactly the whole story but basically he ended up dancing in the new day with the ring at the end and they were all dancing to the new day music and triple h gave the pedigree to kofi kingston and then <laughs> triple h danced his way out of there but man he pulled an austin <laughs> he pulled an austin but he looked good uh but you know they did that and also and this was the biggest advertised thing before i think you got the mumps there uh, you don't have the mumps, but you pulled it up. Yeah, on the I, pulled, I pulled it up, man. Um, so 
the biggest thing was Roman Reigns is out, and he's one of the, you know, the Shields reuniting. This is a huge deal, but uh, Roman Reigns out. So what are they going to do? Who are they going to replace him with? Kurt Angle. WWE Hall of Famer hasn't been in a WWE ring in 11 years and he looked like it well <laughs> we're gonna get to that because yeah. I know we're gonna talk about that there's a lot of reasons you know they, they dressed him up in the shield uniform um, they had him taking very very few bumps of course he got the win but who didn't see that coming yeah but uh, there's a lot of reasons a lot of people got protected in that match and there's a lot of storylines that came out of that match But that was the biggest thing they were advertising the crap out of Kurt Angle Kurt Angle Kurt Angle So AJ and Finn flew under the radar and this is a good precursor We're gonna talk about that later because big ugly you didn't watch it yet No, I still gotta watch it man, but I did and I'm gonna give you my insight And then you're gonna we're gonna throw it out to the questions and don't forget later on in the podcast Jess La SWO superstar interview and we're gonna talk about that indie wrestling still hot man Go check out EWA go check out MCW go check out House of Pain go 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 do it all You talk about still hot man. I think indie wrestling is probably the biggest it might have ever been Mm. I mean indie wrestling. I mean listen there was a time where a person would not dare leave WWE right. on their own to go to the indies. Right. All right. Now it's almost becoming a norm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or at least it's hitting that way where people are like, you know what? I, I'm kind of fed up with, you know, the BS that's going on here. No. I'm going to go. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> For Neville. one example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps Nia Jax. We'll see. Maybe. So, so um, but you see. Austin so, Aries. Yep, there we go. But go on. But these guys are realizing that they can make a living on the indies. Um, make, you know, just as just as good of money. Look at Cody Rhodes. Right. And, and be able to have the freedom that they want instead of being locked down, you know, with the WWE. Right. Um, and so. That makes the indies a huge attraction. Really does. <laughs> so they got so many people out there, and including, by the way, Matt Seidel, also known as Evan Bourne in the WWE. He's going to be at the SWO event in St. John's Lutheran uh, for a benefit show in York, Pennsylvania, on November fourth. Evan Bourne, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Go Matt see Seidel. Evan Bourne, come man. on, man. You can't beat that. So come on down. But I mean, yes, MCW's you know pulling all kinds of superstars. You know, they got all kinds of indie wrestling. It's hot. But let's. We, we keep jumping on tangents. This is what we do. Let's go back. So did you find the mumps? I did find the mumps. Let's explain and what the mumps is, and we don't want anybody to get it, so protect yourself yeah. from it if you can. Go ahead. So the mumps affects the parotid glands or the salivary? Salivary? Thank you. I can't get the word <laughs> I'm not out. even reading yeah. it, but I tend to say You <laughs> so, don't have the mumps, yeah. do you? So, no. The <laughs> disease spreads through infected saliva and makes you cheeks and stuff all swollen uh some of the symptoms swollen painful salivary glands fever headache fatigue appetite loss so this is how it spreads okay airborne which already oh just horrible you screwed so airborne (laughs) respiratory droplets so if you cough or sneeze oh god right by saliva so kissing or sharing a drink Think about the WWE. There's it's, sweat and it, saliva and this, everything. This everywhere. is pretty much, this was a cesspool waiting, you know. Yeah. Because, and then the last thing is by touching a contaminated surface. Oh, God. The ra- I mean, a wrestling, wrestling ring. A wrestling ring. Is that, <laughs> like, there was no way for them not they to. They can avoid. wipe down the ropes and change the apron so many times, but that, you know, man, I'll tell you what, there's a germ fest in Yeah, man, exactly. So, um, I mean. Why do you think I'm a ring this, announcer? And yeah. I will <laughs> if one person got the mumps, it was inevitable that this was going to spread. Uh, God, that's it just terrible. sucks that it spread to, like, 
the key people that was going to be in TLC. Yeah, you know, but, two uh, of the key people, yeah. especially and one who's supposed to be the biggest big dog in the yard right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Whew. And one who just permit debuted another alternate personality. Or well, yeah, you know, that was a, supposed to be a big storyline coming up, and it still could happen, but you never know, man. Now, does it say how long it's going to put you down? It does, does it not. kind of give you an idea? Uh, it does not say. They did say it's easily treatable. Okay. So... Um, they just got to get him off yeah, the road. exactly. Out of the ring, so... Exactly. Now, so. Bo Dallas was apparently in this, too, and he was one of the first people to contract this, yeah. and he's been out two for Two weeks a, is what it says. Is that what it says? Yeah, I just found it. it says, is that an average? Recovery, recovery takes about two weeks. Okay. So they probably want to make sure they recover, but they also want to make sure that they can pass the impact tests and <laughs> that they don't spread this to anybody else, and then hopefully... they're. Te- I don't know if this is easily... Tre- you said easily treatable, but hopefully they're testing everybody else in the locker room so if they even got signs of it, they get these people out the door and off the road um so and that was uh mostly the raw locker room so far that's got it so you know so far all the names that i've heard so uh there he is and we're watching it in the impact johnny Johnny nitro Nitro or johnny is he mundo now Uh, johnny impact he's johnny impact right but he was johnny mundo i'm gonna go off on a tangent for a minute because i watched Ultima Lucha Trace, which was the Lucha Underground's WrestleMania, the yeah. big deal. It's been on four parts in the past three weeks. Man, I tell you what, there was a match with Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo, and it was for the uh, for the Lucha Underground Championship. And if Prince Puma lost, he had to retire. Well, Prince Puma won. It was like a thirty-minute match. It was fantastic. But then. They, they said it wasn't over, and then uh, Dario Cueto, the owner, the Vince McMahon of Lucha Underground, actually came out and said, you know, Prince Puma, you won the title, but now you got another match, and you got to defend the title against Pentagon Dark, who is the Gift of the Gods champion, which is pretty much their money in the bank thing where you can cash it in at any point in time and win the title, and then Pentagon Dark, another great match between the two of them. Pentagon Dark won the title. Prince Puma left. I mean, it's such great action. I can't wait for Lucha Underground Season 4. Watch the rest of them on Netflix right now. Uh, Johnny Impact, as he's known, he is the number one contender now for the Impact uh, GFW Global Force Championship. Another piece of news. I'm sorry. I, big ugly. Yeah, sorry. This keep is our going, podcast. Man. But man, our, we do I keep we running off on podcasts. So I just read right before this podcast on October the 23rd is what it is right now that Global Force Wrestling has eliminated their partnership with Jeff Jarrett and the Jarrett family. So that's a big deal. No more Jarrett, no more Karen Jarrett, no more Jeff Jarrett, no more that family. So they're gone from GFW. Is this a good thing or? They had a lot of pull. They had a lot of money. They had a name. I I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Uh, Who are they getting funded by now? Is there a reason behind it? I I just saw no reason. I just saw it's over. Right. So, because if I'm not mistaken, the Jarrett family, I thought that they were running GFW. That's what I thought. So. That's why I thought they got this big, you know, we're going to combine GFW and TNA, and this is what it is. Right. Because Jeff Jarrett was the global force guy. So, I don't know what's happening. Is Global Force now just going to get ripped out of it? Or is it going to be Global Force without Jeff Jarrett? I don't know. Weird. I mean, it's so much stuff. Eli Drake, there he is, the champion. Eli Drake. Eli Wait, Eli Drake, Drake is the current champion? He sure is. He won the title, and he's been the champion, and he's oh, been defending it. My man. Got Eli, it's great. He's like, let me talk to you. Oh, yeah, I see you got the belt. Yeah. He's got the belt. 
And that's not the truth. That's just a fact of life. <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> oh, man. So who knows? I mean, watch uh, watch Pop TV. You know, Impact's only on two hours a week. They have a on-demand service now. But you know what? DVR or something. Watch it. You know, because there's some interesting stuff going on. They got their big Bound for Glory, which is like their WrestleMania, coming up on November the 4th, I think it is, or November the 5th, live from Canada. Uh, so, man, tangents. Tangents, tangents man. man. All right. Sorry. No, you're fine, man. Yeah. This is crazy. All right, so what are we Woo! moving into? We moving into this TLC? I don't even want to take a break, man. I think we just got to. Let's gotta, just go for it. Let's just do it, man. Let's just go for we it. We just man. take a break right now, but we're not. We're just going to roll. So, Okay. And don't forget, again, later on, listen to this podcast because on the end of this podcast, my exclusive interview with SWO Women's Champion Jess Law. All right, so let's talk about a bunch of things. We talked about the mumps. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so check it. Let's Before we start to get into this, Brock Lesnar has been challenged the by Jinder Mahal. All right, man, I know you're not the biggest gender fan in the world. I know you're not the biggest fan of the modern-day Maharaja. I like to say that name, though. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And uh, so we're going to find out shortly, probably on Raw tonight, on the 23rd of October, what that's going to be. Of course, we're going to have a match. Here's the thing. I am am excited for this. Even though um, I may not be the biggest gender fan or the biggest fan of his current run. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I don't know if I can attribute that as much to gender as maybe... Maybe the depth of SmackDown roster, I don't feel like was. I don't feel like the depth of SmackDown roster has helped his title run. I agree. You know, so I'm. I, so it, I think it would be wrong for me to blame him and say that like you know, oh, he's a horrible champion. Yeah. You know, I think it's just, you know, if I think you take him and you put him on Raw as a champion and you got a feud with him and Miz, him and Roman Reigns, right? Him and Braun Strowman, him and Brock Lesnar. You know, him and Dean Ambrose, him and Seth Rollins. It's like, you know, the list goes on, and yeah. I think you make him a more interesting champion. Yeah. But, you know, where he is, it's like, all right, so he went through Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. He went through... Uh, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. And you're kind of left scratching your head. Right, like, like what's next? Like, who's next? Yeah. <laughs> Other than AJ. Other, right. Which AJ has made a challenge, too, but who yeah. knows when that's going to happen. Exactly. So, but, yeah, so, um, but... To get back to Brock and yeah. gender, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good feud for gender. Um, and um, th- here's my concern. Mm-hmm. Here's my concern. We just watched Brock put away Braun Strowman. Right. Fairly easy, if you ask me. Right. Relatively to the push that he's getting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what happens to gender? You know, because, I mean, when you think about gender, it's like you don't look at him as, as dominant of a person as Braun Strowman, right. yet he's the champion. Right. So, do you let Brock Lesnar crush him? Or do you... Uh, I mean, how do you work this? Do you involve the Singh brothers, of course, you know? Yeah, you got Get it. them involved and, you know, do you involve Heyman a little bit more? I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because on paper... Brock, even though gender's jacked and gender's the champion, Brock Lesnar destroys gender Mahal in every possible faction. Absolutely. So I'm going to – now it's Raw versus SmackDown. Is it a feud? Is it a one-off? We don't know. Survivor Series, they've been pumping as this Raw oh, versus SmackDown. That's another thing. Is it title for title? You, you got to have title for title, man. Other than that, why care, man? Because if they do that, that means you got one champion with both titles on one show. True. But it could make it interesting – 
or it could be some sort of disqualification count out to where the title doesn't change hands, but somebody does get over. But is it a one-off? Is, is it a feud? Who knows? Yeah. Do, you do, does, you, do you have somebody take the title and then start doing like some kind of invasion angle mm-hmm. where they're trying to like get the belt back on their show? Mm-hmm. I don't know. With this Raw versus SmackDown idea with Survivor Series, they could do it. Or do you take some of that big star power like Brock Lesnar and actually move him to SmackDown? Because they need something. Mm, mm. They got AJ. They got Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was going through some personal stuff this past week and actually had to walk off some shows and actually go home for a little bit. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, he apologized. He didn't go on the overseas tour either. So, you know, he is. He and AJ are kind of like their biggest stars. And Shane McMahon, who apparently is coming back on SmackDown this week. Why? Shane McMahon just took a beating in Hell in a Cell. He should not even be walking right now. But he's yeah, coming back man. on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I think you at least need to get later. him a good two months off yeah. the TV. They need him off TV. Because it doesn't make as much of an impact as when Shane came back not too long ago. And he was like seven years removed and it was Big Pop. Now it's just like Shane McMahon's on SmackDown. Right. Whoopi. Yeah. No problem. I love Shane, but come on. Yeah. He should be, they should treat him as an attraction. Yes, they should. And if he took a beat down like that, give him a few months off, you know, and then let him come back and get that kind of pop he got, you know, when he first returned. It's like, you know, um, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't don't even know what to say, man. We're going to find out. I think you got Daniel Bryan. You know, you got Daniel Bryan. Why do you need? Got Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Bryan's enough. You don't need a commissioner and a general manager. You yeah. only need one. Right, because even Raw has moved away from that now. You don't right. see Stephanie in the picture anymore. Nope. You no, know, It's just all Kurt Angle. But when she does come out, it does make an impact. Exactly. See? And they can do the same thing with Shane. And, yeah, and Kurt Angle maybe. <laughs> and there was a question of Kurt Angle being overexposed too quickly, but we'll get to that when we talk about the TLC match. Um, so, uh, yeah, gender, Brock, we're going to talk about it because the next podcast we're going to do down the road in the middle of November, uh, we're going to talk about Survivor Series. We're going to talk about NXT War Games, which is, I don't know if you remember this big ugly, but it's uh, two rings and steel cages surrounding both of the rings. And then, oh man, it's going to be awesome. And Shawn Michaels is coming back to be the special guest referee in the NXT Drew McIntyre versus, uh, why can't I remember? Is it? It ain't Johnny uh, Wrestling, is it? No. No, it's not Gargano. Right. No, it's uh, Roddick Strong. I, I'm, you know, I got to look it up on my Strong. Google machine. Uh, it's yeah. whatever the main event is there for NXT TakeOver. And there'll be a same, that'll be the same one with War Games, correct? That's right. So okay. there's going to be a War Games one. I'm going to have to look at that it, one. I haven't been paying too much attention yeah. to NXT. Me? Ah, man. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. So I've been trying to get back. Hey, you know what? Uh-oh. Speaking of freaking NXT, Go bro, for it. So I started watching NXT again because I was like, you know what? I I've been, I've been like really just giving it the boot. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me start popping on this Hulu and start watching the NXT show. Right. They got freaking, uh, what's his name? Patrick Clark. Yeah. Have you seen the new gimmick he's oh, doing? Oh, absolutely. The Velvet Vel- <laughs> Dream, baby. <laughs> hey, I don't what know. What do you think why. about this? I like it. <laughs> I think the joint is hilarious, man. It's tight. And it's like, he's like this big dude, but he's like, I. I don't even know what he's trying to be like. I don't even know if it's supposed to be drag. I don't know if it's supposed to be... I don't know what it is supposed to be, like the modern age gold dust. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I like it. I like it. It's works. different. It's yeah. different. You know, um, 
All right, check me. Go so, ahead. Drew McIntyre versus, and I, I didn't even know this, Andrade Cien Almas, who's been making a big impact on NXT. He's been fighting in all the uh, all the pay-per-views, putting on five-star matches every time. Excuse me. Uh, Zelina Vega, his new uh, second on the outside yeah. of the ring. I'm not sure the whole story behind this match, but Shawn Michaels is the referee. Okay. I Because the last I watched, NXT CN was like fighting somebody else. I didn't even know he was in the main event picture. Yeah. So this is I didn't either. This is but news I, to me. That's good because he's been kind of like a mid-carder for NXT for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Sanity. Sanity is pretty cool. Sanity's I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see them come up, and I hope, like, mad that they don't remove the woman from the group. No, no. If they do that, man, I'll be so disappointed. But I, I feel like it's something that could definitely happen on on the main roster. You know what I mean? Ah, I feel you. Just like they did Carmella. You know, they removed her from Enzo and Cass. So... Speaking of, uh, by the way, back to the Velveteen Dream for a minute. He's going to be on uh, NXT, the War Games from Houston against Alistair Black. So that's pretty good for uh, Patrick Clark, the Velveteen Dream. That's awesome. Uh, And speaking of sanity, they're in the War Games match. So it's the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong uh, versus Sanity. And the undisputed uh, and the undisputed eras in there, which is Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, which is uh, hot for all of them. So it's like three on three on three. Nice in the war games. Nice, man. So the way I remember this war games match is two people start, and then every couple of minutes there's another person that enters, kind of like a Royal Rumble. So at one point there's going to be a team that's going to have an advantage, and eventually when all the members of the team have entered, every single one, there's no pinfalls or submission yet, and then it's Submission or surrender at the end. There's no pinfalls at all. It's you got to tap out or quit. Nice. So hopefully that's the way this match is. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, real quick, because I know we're gonna talk about it in a couple weeks. Um, for the vacant NXT Women's Championship, which is vacated by Asuka, who we're gonna talk yeah. about real and real soon on this TLC. Uh, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, Nikki Cross, and Peyton Royce. Yeah. Uh, in the Fatal Four Way. Yeah. So I end up saying all of those, uh, all the matches for the for the qualifiers. Um, I was hoping that the once again, I like the girl from San Exactly. Oh, she didn't win. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, she lost to the tall girl. I don't know her name. But uh, <laughs> Kyrie Sane, possibly? Maybe. No, no. Kyrie Sane got him because she won no. the young class. What's the... Peyton she, Royce. Peyton Royce, right. She's got like a a, a tag team partner. Billy Kay. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I saw the women wrestling because I, I was looking. I was like, man, like the, the women's roster is like completely different. Like, it, right. you know, all of the like old school girls that we knew are like gone. Right. Um, and I just kept thinking to myself... What the hell happened to blue pants? <laughs> <laughs> I was a mark for blue pants. I got to put it out there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, she might still be on the roster. She might be wrestling on the, the house shows. Who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's I was a, a fan of blue pants, and I was a fan of her when they had the Price is Right music, the actual Price is Right music when she came down to the ring. Hey, well, uh, Murphy and Blake, are they not there anymore? Did they get released? Uh, I think... I think one of them is still there because one of them is dating Alexa Bliss, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, I think they're one or both are still there in NXT, but they're not on like major storylines right gotcha. now. Got you. I believe they're both there. Um, what is this? Cassius Ono against Lars Sullivan is another one on NXT War Games pay per view. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. They, they, they say. Hey, they got a new kid on NXT. I think his name is Leo Rush. He had his first match ah. against the Velveteen Dream. Hey, that guy, they put him on that cruiserweight division. 
He's going to be good, man. Oh, yeah. He Leo Rush move. is uh, uh, around this area, born and bred. You know, he was a uh, big time in uh, Maryland independent wrestling really? and all up and down the East Coast. Oh, Leo Rush, hey, baby. So you know we got to show him love. Yeah, man. He was uh, had big storyline in MCW not too long ago, Maryland Championship Wrestling or MCW Pro Wrestling. So, yeah, Leo Rush is the, the stuff, bro. Yeah. He is the stuff. Yeah, he's good. Um, Leo. So... I'll tell you what, and we're going to keep 205 alive. We're going to talk about the cruiserweight division in a minute. That's for Jam and Jason, keeping 205 yeah. alive. Um, let, let's let's jump in, because we just all over I'll the place. I'll tell you, Neville ain't concerned about that. No, I ain't concerned about nothing anymore. Yeah. He's going to get them indie paychecks like you were talking about yeah. earlier. He's going to get it. Um, let's talk about it. So, all right. TLC, hey, back to it. Forget it. Tangent, go ahead. Sorry. So we mentioned bro. Neville, man. Let's just talk about Neville. Bro, I got to talk about Neville. <laughs> <laughs> so have we ever said that before on this podcast? Bro, we, we got, got to, to talk, talk about that. Neville. No. <laughs> no. And it's unfortunate because right. he was awesome as a heel, but go ahead. Yeah, so Neville leaves. I, I think the circumstances are still a little hazy about why he left. But the main story out there is that Neville left because he was told he had to lose to Enzo Amore. Mm-hmm. And he was not pleased with it. Right. And he walked. Is that... I just I don't find that professional, man. That's not good, man. I mean, what do you, I mean? What do you think? It, it, come on, we know wrestling the storyline. You're gonna to get told. It, it's almost like the Austin thing when you know he famously took his ball and went home. Right when he wasn't happy with the creative, it was like I'm gonna to lose to Brock Lesnar on a qualifying match for King of the Ring. Yeah, and he walked out. And, and he walked home. out. It's like, dude. I mean, arguably, Enzo Amore is a bigger star than Neville. I mean, let's be real. You know, just uh, for because he's been on the main roster and getting that spotlight with Enzo and Cass for so long. Yeah, exactly. Making more money. He's more marketable at this point. Yes. And I'm not trying to say that as a knock to Neville. No, no. But, you know, because Neville obviously can run circles around this guy in the ring. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, so it's like I'm not understanding it, you know, um, but I I just don't feel like what do you think as a reason? I I agree with you. Um, You know, if you're going to be in the WWE there's going to be creative that you like. There's going to be stories that you like. There's going to be times when you're kind of riding the pine. But it's not necessarily that Neville was riding the pine, you know. But they were giving him this big push as the king of the cruiserweights, you know what I'm saying? Like this huge thing, whether he's the champion or not. I, be- I believe maybe he was believing his own hype. Maybe he was like, I-, I am the top of this. And then when they throw this storyline, you know, by the way, we're going to have you kind of you know, feed another storyline and feed another character. Maybe Neville was like, ah. Eh. Now, of course, we don't know all the back behind the scenes politics. If it was just a matter of that, I say it's not cool. You know, you got to sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You're not going to be the main event every single time unless you're Brock Lesnar. But even Brock Lesnar wrestled in mid card matches at one point in his life. Yeah, hey, man. Even he was like <clears throat> wrestling Dean Ambrose in front of 100,000 people. And it made no sense at the, uh, the WrestleMania in Dallas. So, I'm not saying Brock Lesnar is the same thing as Neville, but you know, you feel me? Absolutely. That you know, everybody's going to pay their dues. Everybody's, everybody's got to do, do it. it, right? And it's like Neville was just in NXT for a couple of years. Yes, he paid a lot of dues. He came up to the main roster, and he was on Raw and SmackDown. But it just like it kind of fizzled out. He wasn't doing nothing. wasn't going nowhere. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing: Neville had. I mean, think about it. Since we're talking since WrestleMania period back in April, yeah. Neville has been at the top of the cruiserweight division right. and been the main star. So for all intents and purposes, the guy has had a long run right. at the top of the cruiserweight division. Got to keep it fresh. Man. You got thank you. I mean, he was a champion. He was a king of the cruiserweights. He pretty much 
went through everybody right. in the division, right. literally. And so you get Enzo Amore, who's coming from the main roster, you know, a big star, a right. marketable star. I mean, of course you're going to throw him right in the main event, mm-hmm. you know, and you see where the story goes. You know, I don't want to come down on Neville too hard because, as we said, it's all rumor and innuendo. Innuendo, right. So we don't know all of the circumstances. I know that uh, Enzo Amore got a lot of heat, behind, you know, backstage, so that could have impacted some things. I don't, I don't know. know. Got a lot but, of heat, but now he's he's been in the main event segment of Monday Night Raw for two weeks running, you know, yeah. and he's been in the top of it. Now, you've seen what Enzo's been doing. He's been cheating to win. So he's been healing it up. Yep. You know, he's been getting on the mic, annoying people, and he's been cheating to win. So it's like Neville, man. You know, take the take the trash bag loss because it's not going to make you look any worse yeah. by somebody, you know, getting you in the balls. Right. It's and, not. And, and let's segue now to who we mentioned earlier, Nia Jax. Nia. Who reportedly walked from WWE, plans to come back, mm-hmm. but walked for some time off because of her not liking creative, which another thing I'm, I'm not understanding because she's been another person that's pretty much been in the upper echelon yep. of the women's division. And so it's like, what more do you want from creative? I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, eventually they were they're going to give her the title. The, eventually, eventually right. it was getting there. You know, but just give her some more experience. You know, Alexa Bliss is super over right now. Right. You know, um, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't. I, you gotta bide your time, especially with all this talent and and there's just too much talent. You you gotta ration it the right way. In in the WWE and NXT and SmackDown and Raw, there's so much talent, but there's so much television. You could be on Superstars main event. You could be on NXT. You could be on NXT Takeover. You could be on 205 Live. You could be on Raw. You could be on SmackDown. You could be on a pre-show. It don't matter. Right. Because and that's gonna lead right into yeah. the next segment when I talk about the pre-show for TLC, but. I tell you what, you're not going to be the main event every oh, time. They, right. Look, I, I, I look at this, right? Look at Natalia, right? How long ago she had won the Women's Divas Championship. Right. And how long of a period went by before they eventually, you know, before she eventually was champion again. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like, imagine if she just took her ball and went home because creative didn't keep her in the title picture for right. this whole time. You know what I mean? But it's like, look, it came back around. It came back she's around. She's top of the card. And she is. And she made the best of that time by making right. quality matches and helping out NXT, going down there, staying up on both Raw and SmackDown. She made, I mean, yeah. people got their own personal devices and, you know, they got to do what they got to do. But... I got an idea for you. Give me the title. What? <laughs> did you yeah. did you hit <laughs> Yes. The Bob Holly story. <laughs> yes, the Bob Holly story. That was funny, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, and by the way, listening to your other podcast, go listen to something to wrestle with Bruce, Bruce Pritchard. And also what happened when with Tony Schiavone. Listen to the old WCW. I did listen to one of those. Pretty good. Uh, damn right. I'm telling you. Tony Schiavone, I love him. He's uh, kind of out of the wrestling business now, but he's still a fan. He's still got the great voice. He's into the baseball, the basketball. That's what he does, but awesome. Go listen to that podcast, especially the one covering Ready to Rumble, which is a movie that came back out in 2000. Oh, they did that? Oh, I got to listen to it. All right. I and you listen. can watch Ready to Rumble while you're actually listening to the podcast because they're like watching it as they're going yeah. through it. That's their review in it. Man, it was so much fun. Dude, did you know we're going off on tangents? We haven't even <laughs> talked about TLC yet. We 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 gotta call this tangents and more because yeah. man, I know we went off on. Dude, and we love you, Dirty Ugly Wrestling listeners, for listening Thank to you us. Guys. Thank you, going off because you know this is what we do. Um, in ready to rumble. You seen the movie? Yeah. Okay, a while back. So remember when they all go to New York and they go into the gym and Goldberg's in the gym and this is the first time you see Goldberg like in the movie? Yeah. All right. So apparently in the background, in that gym, is John Cena. 
Are you serious? No. So you can see him in the movie, though? Yeah, well, you can't like, see him. Oh, you can't <laughs> see him? <laughs> I just wave my hand in front of my face. You can't right. see me. But anyway, no. Yes, you can. When Goldberg gets up off the, the workout bench or whatever, you see John Cena right behind him. And then there's another shot about 10 or 15 seconds later where there's like a kind of silhouette shot or whatever, and you see John Cena in the background. And they said and that was a Conrad Thompson nugget of truth right there. So that would that would have been back when he was still bodybuilding. Yes. Yeah. Before he ever got into this business. Yeah. That is high, man. How That's about crazy. that, man? That's you got to watch it just for that, Just man. like uh, uh, one of the things I noticed on The Wrestler, the yes. movie The Wrestler, yes. Aiden English is actually in there for like a split second. <laughs> Aiden English is in it. Uh, Ron, The Truth, Our truth is in yeah. there. Uh, you got uh, several people, several people from the indies, several people from up and down the coast. The Wrestler, go watch that movie too. It's, it's fantastic. But listen to your other podcasts. Do it. Stone Cold, he's got a couple podcasts. Jericho, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, uh, you know. Uh, Eric Bischoff. My goodness, Bischoff, Russo. Yeah. There's so many podcasts, man. I ain't got time enough. I need like a long yeah, 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 back no, and forth yeah. to work. So I can, no, I don't. If anybody from my job is listening to me, no, don't want that. I like my commute. So that's fine. All right. We got to talk about TL. You know what? Let's take a break. We've been <laughs> we've been jumping on everybody, and we appreciate you. We're gonna take a little break. Go get yourself, you know, something to drink. You know, we're gonna take a pause for the cause, as they say. Yes. You know, water for the working man. And uh, you know, hypothetically, if Jim Cornette was here, and Conrad Thompson and uh, Bruce Pritchard were here talking about Jim Cornette, what would they say when we were going into break? They'd say. Oh, damn, I need to get me a double cheeseburger, double mayo, double onions, mother... And, you know, just went into that. Mother... Right. And then Vince would say, oh, damn it, pal, get my order right. And then we'd just go to break. Big Ugly, just take us a break for a minute. We need people to, you know, take a restroom break or something. Damn, pal. Let's get out of here. Damn it. Take a break. That was, that was uh, my Austin. That's no good. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. good. No. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> From our tangent. Yep. <laughs> on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And later on in this podcast, we do have the interview with SWO, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, women's champion. She wrestles women. She wrestles men. She wrestles all over the place. Jess La is going to be uh, interviewed by me. Mikey D, and you're going to enjoy that uh, interview. I know you are, Big Ugly. SWO, man, they got it popping. You know, they are one of the most consistent wrestling organizations in Pennsylvania and one of the most consistent professional indie wrestling organizations. They've been going strong for like 16, 17 years. They've been going strong, man. Uh, Support indie wrestling. Please support all of it. Go out. uh, Buy a ticket. Watch the show. You know, get a picture, get an autograph, do it, something. And SWO, I mean, it's it's in, you know, some venues like Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania, Red Lion, Pennsylvania, St. John's Lutheran Church in York, Pennsylvania. Um, great shows coming up. What we just had recently was our Halloween theme show. We had 
people in the crowd dressing up in costume. We had a big costume contest. It was pretty cool. We had somebody dressed up like Jigsaw from the <laughs> nice. Saw movie. It was pretty tight. Uh, we had a little kid dressed up like John Cena, but I couldn't see him. Uh, you know. <laughs> I couldn't see him. And there he is. Jim Cornette's on Impact Wrestling with Double Cheese. <laughs> Mother, you know, I'm getting it. I just love it, man. I love it. Listening to Conrad and Bruce Pritchard. Oh, by the way, I, you know, man, we're going to talk about TLC. I swear we're going to do it. But the most recent something to wrestle with, Bruce Pritchard, Doink the Clown. Man, I kind of skipped that. Don't. Don't skip, skip it. it. I All mean, right. you know, come on. See, that's a story about and and what Bruce Pritchard says one of the greatest characters because it's a gimmick, man. It's a clown. It's an evil clown. It's a happy clown. You got midget clowns. You got people portraying the clown all over the place. You got three, four people that can portray the cl- clown in the company at the same time. Doink the clown. It's a great story. All right, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to listen to it. I mean, Doink the clown is probably one of the most memorable gimmicks, yeah. ever. Um, but. Yeah, but it's like, because I was never really a fan of Drink the Clown, I was like, yeah, I'll wait for the next one. But since you said it's a good story, I'm going to check it out. Yes, and if you guys get a chance, go back and watch WrestleMania 9 as Doink the Clown versus, I believe, Kona Crush, if I'm not mistaken. And it's where they had the doppelganger, the two Doink the Clowns, and they were doing, like, the mirror gimmick and everything like that. We had Matt Bourne, who was the original Doink the Clown. We had Steve Kerr, who was otherwise known as Skinner, who was, like, this uh, outback, you know, chaw-spitting, you know, individual. We also had Steve Lombardi, otherwise known as the Brooklyn Brawler. Brawler. Yeah, man, he played... uh, Doink the Clown. Anybody plays Doink the Clown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got Doink. Um, I could play Doink the Clown if I got <laughs> it. But, uh, and, you know, you got to do it right. It was a really good podcast. Listen to it. Um, so, let's talk about TLC. TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs, or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, you know, my friend Chad was talking to me about it. My friend Jam and Jason. You know Jam and Jason. I'm sure he watched it. Uh, let's talk about the pre-show. We talked about this a few minutes back on the podcast, how, you know, there's a spot on the card for everybody. Let's talk about Sasha and Alicia. To, all right, before I say anything, you watch this match, Big Ugly? Nope. Damn it. I know. Then I'm going to have to say something. All yeah. right. What would you expect in a pre-show kickoff match between Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox? Before you would even watch it, what would you expect? I mean, I think I would expect what I had just seen on the past Monday, because they just wrestled this past Monday, more of Alicia Fox going off the hinges. Right. Um, you know, going back to her crazy character. Right. Style. And uh, their matches are decent. Okay. <clears throat> They're not anything to uh, write home about. Okay. But... They're good. They're they're decent. They're okay. decent. Now, if, when you watch this, because I'm encouraging you to go back and watch right, the kickoff match, watch you're going right home. Because, dude, I wasn't expecting. I was I was kind of expecting the same thing. You was. It's a kickoff match. Yeah, that's so. That's hence the fact. Like, I wasn't even concerned about watching. I was like, ah, you know, right. Yeah. You know, like hype up the crowd, do your thing. It's like you know, wait till TLCs come on. But they went for a good 10, 12 minutes, and man, I tell you what, Alicia got up, beat the crap out of Sasha. Uh, and they made this storyline, even though it's kind of like a second segment storyline, they made it like it was a main event. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They fought their hearts out, uh, both of them. Stiff, crisp, clean, very good match. Uh, Sasha won, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, Sasha won. I got to get up my uh, notes here. See, the thing is that match was so good that I don't even – 
care who won, honestly. Because it wasn't about who won. It yeah. was about the competition. So I missed another good match. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, th- this one, it's not like you were turning off to watch The Walking Dead. It was yeah. just like, it's 7.30. We don't need to watch this yet. Really? Um, by the way, they said the in, um, attendance at TLC was like thirteen or 14,000 people. I don't know if it was all that. Um, because when they panned the camera to some of the upper sections, there was some empty seats up there. Yeah. Vince don't like that. Yeah. First of all, he don't like empty seats, period. Second of all, he don't like putting them on his TV. No, yeah. Um, so they were really trying to keep it dark up there, uh, you know, and not show the upper levels. Yeah. Where was this at? What, what city? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that's where the Baltimore Ravens lost to the Minnesota oh, Vikings yeah. yesterday. Yeah. But, you know, we ain't going to talk about that because the Ravens are mm, three and four, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Playing hardballs last year, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see. Um, well, yeah, I still like watching football. But anyway, that was a good match. Not even for a kickoff match. Um, just a match in general that right. belongs on a pay-per-view. They treated it like it was a main event pay-per-view. Right. right. And it's not like it was, I mean, it was hyped, but not hyped to, too much. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, but it was good. Watch it. Uh, Sasha and Alicia both. Alicia, I don't know why, but she's never really gotten a huge push. Ever. She is an she, underrated women's, woman performer. Yes. And I think it got... It got worse for her when you had that influx of women coming from NXT. Yeah. Because then she even got pushed to the shadows more. Yeah, because she was one of the ones that was in that upper echelon where you can always guarantee she can have a good match. Yeah. But then when they start, you know, filtering in all this Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, uh, Bailey, Asuka, all these, yeah. uh, Nia, it's like, man, where'd she go? Yeah, <laughs> and then they kind of put her as a girlfriend on, you know, uh, 205 Live for uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. Why they don't? She's just kind of a workhorse, I guess. You know, they mm-hmm. put her in there when they need her. But yeah, let's. Um, I, I tell you what, I, I can't say nothing. I, if I'm gonna put f- five stars on this match, I'm gonna put three and a half. Okay, it was it was good. Uh, good, good. Uh, I mean, even I'll even push it to four. The thing was, it's a kickoff match, so I mean, even the crowd was jacked. So yeah. I give it four. I give it four out of five. Good. All right. I like um, it. now. The pay-per-view starts, TLC, on the WWE Network. By the way, everybody is pushing this 2K18, this video game, WWE 2K18. Man, they are making a huge deal out of this. And the thing is, I looked into 2K18, and quite frankly, I'm not seeing much special. I play all the 2Ks, you know, and I was just like, I'm I'm like, I'm not seeing... Anything that they've done super special for this one. But the gra- I mean the graphics. The graphics great. are always the, updated. The new Kurt Angle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean that's they cool. updated the story mode, I think, you know, to do even more. I think you can have eight man tag team matches now. I think yes. you can fight backstage now. I think there's like a big, you know, just a yeah. hole this last man or uh, not last man standing, but false count anywhere kind of yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I tell you, every podcast, especially on podcast one, is hitting this hard. Um, even though Bruce Pritchard was fired from the WWE, don't matter. They're pushing 2K. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Tony Schiavone, not even in wrestling anymore, but what happened when is pushing 2K18. Yeah. Austin is on a Legends contract, but he's pushing 2K18. Everybody pushing it. Um, but anyway, moving on. Asuka, your girl, your female, she started. She made her debut against Emma. I still like the fact that Emma fought in a five-way to win the opportunity to be on a pay-per-view. Emma's another one that's very, very underrated. She is uh, definitely. Um, I feel like they were going to do. It felt like they were going to start pushing Emma, but, I mean, she got injured. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, once once she came up with Dana Brooke, you know, she got put out with that injury, and I think that you know, I mean, that just slowed injuries the hurt everybody, yeah. especially with all the talent right. and everybody. It's just like it's just like the big cast situation. You know, when uh, he comes back, he'll probably have to work his way back up a bit. You know, yeah. So it's unfortunate, but it is. Then did you see this match? Yes. Okay, I was about to say if you missed Oscar, man, come on. Yeah, no. All right, talk about this match. Give me, give me the review. So I liked it. Let me tell you this. I was shocked because I actually, this is what I expected to happen. Okay. Oscar was just gonna come in, start giving her the kicks, the hands, just put the punishment on her, squash, just squash it, you know. But, but maybe draw it out a bit, a little bit. Emma got put like Emma punished her. <laughs> like she, she got over. She yeah. In that match, she got over. Um, you know, so it wasn't the squash match that I thought. But as you said, um, I thought that they put on a good match. Emma is a good performer, so I thought that um, it was a good match for Oscar to um, to enter into. Yeah, I expect that probably after this, maybe she might start doing some. Actually, I mean, who are you going to squash? You can't squash nobody. I don't think so, you can squash anybody in that, in that women's roster. Nah, you can't. They don't, so. they don't really have, like, a B-talent roster. It's nah. all the women. It's the women's roster. That's right. The, they don't have a sub-roster. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was good. It was good. It so, went longer than I thought it would. Went, uh, that one went 10-12. Yeah. Or maybe a little yeah. longer. Uh, so, five stars out of five, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, four. Give it four? Yeah, I'm going to give it four, man. I'm going to give it three and a half. Uh, I think what you're saying is true. Asuka is more of a special attraction, just like Shinsuke should be, just yes. like Brock usually is. Yes. Um, so she functions better in the short-term matches. Yes. Where you don't... And not that she's being exposed, but it just takes away from that mystique when right. you draw her matches out. Right, because it looks like she's human. She doesn't need to be human. She needs to they, be more human than human. Right. Super Thank you. Human. Yeah, exactly. Because That's exactly what it is, yes. Emma, if you want to talk about overall offense in that match, Emma had 60-65% of it. Yeah, exactly. Almost most of right. it. Right. Which, which is too much when you're bringing in somebody that just went completely undefeated through right. an entire run of NXT. Undefeated, completely re- retired yeah. NXT as champion. Yeah. So, Emma got... Probably too much often. I'm not trying to say she didn't deserve any, right? But you know, Oscar uh, should have been dishing out more. Yeah, in a shorter period of time, maybe. Yes. Okay. But I still enjoyed. It. Yeah, I, that's why I gave it three and a half because I think they could have booked it a little differently. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I still love Oscar. She still got the entrance. They didn't play with her character. It's still her. Yeah. This, I mean, it, this concerns me for the future because I'm just like, is this going to be? Are they just going to Shinsuke Nakamura? Uh, you know, and to me, they butchered Shinsuke at this point. Yeah, um, and I, I, I'm just hoping they don't do that with her. But I see it coming. The main roster is different than NXT, uh, and sometimes it doesn't translate too well. Uh, Kevin Owens is kind of the the opposite of that. Kevin Owens translated perfectly, and but even Kevin Owens now is not extremely happy with his creative. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know? and I will and I will say that it, it was kind of dry. Now I will say the, the whole Vince, him attacking Vince McMahon oh, was, was like hot. a shot. That was a shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. I was feeling like Kevin was getting a little stale. That angle shot in the arm for yeah. him. Um, so I can understand why he's getting. You know, getting a little frustrated. Here's the thing: when it comes to people like Shinsuke and and uh, Oscar, right, right, why can't they just get the Braun Strowman treatment? Notice how Braun they don't overexpose Braun, right? He'll crush people, mm-hmm. even if you're a main roster dude. He'll just go through. Like, why can't they get that treatment? 
Like they, why they should? Right, because there can't just be. I mean, I guess that you have one dominant character out there as Braun Strowman, but why can't you have two? Why can't you have one on each roster? Why exactly. can't you have a woman that does that? Exactly. I mean, just imagine if, if if Oscar just goes through the women's division, and then you know, I don't know, she goes up against uh, where's Charlotte at? No, Charlotte's SmackDown. Charlotte's on SmackDown. Who, who's a, who's who's the big name on? Alicia Fox. I'm um, no. I mean, Alexa, uh, well, not Alicia Fox, but said they got Alicia, Sasha, but they got Alexa. Alexa. Yeah, no, Alexa too small to like. Ah, but she's feisty. But she's feisty. And we're gonna get so, into that because she had a match later on. But like, well, I know what your point is. Like, yeah, you who do you it. put her against? Yes. Like, where do you put her? Right. You have her start beating up some people, and then maybe she finally meets her match against somebody that's like, oh my gosh, they actually got some offense on. Yeah, Oscar. you know they need her to push like the reality angle. Like you know she's coming out like she doesn't necessarily want the title, but she's gonna take it eventually. But she gonna beat your ass. Thank you. Man. She gonna beat you. That's what you need when you hear that music and you see her saunter down to the ring. Yeah. You see her take that mask like, off and that, like that Oscar's man. gonna kill you needs to be real. Yeah, that joint needs to be legit. Yeah. And because you need to feel like she's going to do that. Like, with one kick, one punch, or, you know, with the Asuka lock, which nobody has broken ever. Yeah. So, um, but even Bailey, like, Asuka and Bailey had some really good, believable matches. Yeah. You had this overpowering, dominant woman against this underdog who kept on fighting and scratching and fighting and scratching and took out every piece of punishment that Asuka could. So, we're going to see. I mean... Now, let, let's talk about this. The right. first two matches on TLC, one was a kickoff match, one was the, both women's matches. Yeah, man. How about this? So this is like a real shot. And, and, and it's not TLC. even the last women's match of the car. No. Oh, no. Yeah. We got more. But then the next match was un... <laughs> I'm going to say it, it was not overly played up. And if it was, I didn't hear it from 205 Live. Keep 205 Live for Jam and Jason, please. So he's going to be happy with this match. Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan in a tag team cruiserweight match against gentleman Jack Gallagher wrestling in dress shoes and all this. Yeah, he's wrestling in like his full attire uh, now. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got a big problem with that. And V, Brian Kendrick. Did you see this match? I did see it. Why do you have a problem with that? I, got a, I got a problem with professional wrestlers wrestling in street clothes. Okay. I've always had it's uh, maybe it's it's an issue with me. Like when John Cena wears the jorts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he wears tennis shoes. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're a professional wrestler and this stuff is, you know, seen in like garbage trash bag wrestling or whatever you want to call. It. I mean, I understand with the character and the gimmick and gentleman Jack Gallagher, but why not Cesaro wore a whole, whole suit down to the ring, but he took the suit off and he had wrestling clothes underneath, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, I just got an issue plus those shoes, man. Those are some expensive dress shoes with heels on them. You gonna slip? You gonna fall? You ain't gonna have traction? You gonna yeah. kick somebody in the face and you gonna really hurt them? Like, come on, man! I don't know. I just got. I, that's that's the thing with what me. What about Ambrose? Do you feel like his is too much? When it's not the shield gear, uh, like the, I, I like better with the the, jeans I, the shield the, gear. I understand, but Ambrose, if he's more in a street fight, I don't mind the jeans. But even Ambrose, to the point, you know, because. It's more of his character, I'd say, over time because he's a loose cannon. Yeah. But he's one that I could say I could 50-50. He can okay. get away with it. All right. But he did wrestle in, in wrestling tights and attire when he was first coming up. And yeah, stuff like of course, that. yeah. And I don't mind the shield because the shield's more like half, like, cargo clothes, like like military kind of thing. Yeah. I don't mind that. They're like militants, right? But if you're wearing, like, regular street clothes, like, that's, I, uh, yeah. I don't like it. It, you, we're watching professional wrestling. I get it. I get it. But let's talk about the match. Yes. Because this is what really matters. <laughs> that was a tangent. So you watched the match. I watched the match. What'd you think? Thought it was good. 
Good. Re- let me tell you who I really enjoy. Cedric, okay. Cedric Alexander. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't really seen much of him. I know he got injured for a little bit, mm-hmm. but this was like, you know, watching him again, I was like, yo, my man can go. Yes, he can. I like him. And so, of course, Rich Swan from Baltimore. So, oh, yeah, you know, no. I got to support More Baltimore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, you know, give it up for this match. It was it was a good match. The crowd was involved, you know. Shocking. Yeah. It's very shocking. Hey, this is, this is good for a 205. It is. I mean, most of the time, the crowd is just sitting there like, ah. Right. So. Like, it's supposed to be a come down yeah. match. That's where it is on the card. Because we just had a, a, a real hot kickoff match. Then we had a, a hot, you know, big debut in Asuka. So, you got to bring it down a little bit. And this is what they did, and they brought it down with uh, Cedric. And now, <laughs> I, I missed something. We're going to go back to it, but I, I say five stars. What do you think? I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put three out there. I think they all did a great job. I think they did their job. I think they all wrestled well. I think it was great. I just think I, I'm taking a half a point off for the damn Jack Gallagher. <laughs> Costume, that, you know what I'm saying? But no, I, you know, this match just seemed very out of place. You know what I mean? It's like this wasn't even piped up. I would think that this would have been better in the kickoff position. Absolutely, and then yes. The story that was built between Alicia Fox and Sasha, right. that could have been. Now, I didn't. I know they didn't want to put woman's match after woman's match. And then again, because after this match, the next match was the woman's championship match. So I know they couldn't do three women's matches in a row. Yeah. I get that. But you feel me where I'm coming from? No, yeah. This had no this had no story. It was just a, a matchup of two heels and two babyface cruiserweights. Right. And it's like, hey, let's let them fight. That could have been the mood of the night, though, because later on we're going to get a match with barely no buildup at all, which you didn't see, which I did. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that. So I'm, I'm going to give it a three just because I think that's this one would have been better placed as like a main event on 205 Live or maybe even on Monday Night Raw, So which we'll probably see the rematch tonight, which depending on when you're watching this, October 23rd. Right. Um. I missed something. Something happened after Oscar before Cedric the Entertainer. And that was, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Alright. So, in the kickoff show, Jason Jordan was talking to Kurt Angle about, you know, Kurt Angle returning and Jason Jordan. And Elias interfered in that interview, in that promo. And, you know, Kurt Angle said, yes, go out and have a concert tonight. Well, Elias came out on the stage in the first time in the spotlight to do a concert. Elias gets heat. All right, I like the heat. But what do you think of Elias, first of all? Or do you think anything of Elias? Uh, I'm still undecided okay. on him. I, I kind of... I, I, hmm. <laughs> His stick is okay. Yeah. You know, the whole... You know, he gets heat. My thing is, for me, I just feel like... It, for me, it'll get old really fast. Okay. Because it's like, I know what to expect. He's going to come out... He's going to do a song, trash in whatever city they're in. Right. Somebody's going to interrupt him. Okay. And then he's going to have that pissed off look on his face. And that's that. I. It's like, for me, it's like, all right, how far can you take this? Like, where else is this drifter guitar singer going? Right. But I would like For the see- meantime... It's enjoyable. He gets heat, like you said. He does get heat, and I think it's working in the short term. I think they're going to have to kind of play with that character a little bit and just send him off just like walking. Like the way he was walking behind people's promos before. He didn't say nothing. He was just walking past playing the guitar and then just walking past. He didn't say nothing, and everybody's just like looking like, what the hell? Eventually, he's going to have to start stalking other people and getting involved in storylines. But all right. This was the first of three times that we saw Elias. Now, Jason Jordan started throwing groceries from a grocery cart. Um, 
you know, or a supermarket, as Michael Cole said, all night long he was pushing supermarkets. Hashtag supermarket. Uh, so, you know, Elias got his first concert was canceled, whatever. So then they had the tag team cruiserweight match, 205 Live. Okay, very good. Then, uh, I don't remember the second time that Elias showed up, but he did the same thing, silhouette on the stage. He tried to sing again, got more heat. Jason Jordan threw more groceries at him, and then later on they were basically the come-down match before the main event, Yeah. Um, which we can just get it out of the way right now. That was probably the most uneventful match of the night, but the, with the most buildup because they were on TV all night long. Yeah. Um, Jason Jordan won, I believe. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I like Elias. Jason Jordan is going nowhere. Um, nowhere fast. Yeah, nowhere fast. Um, this guy, I mean, he can't get on. Even back in the NXT days when Jason Jordan would take his little straps off and be like, ah, and you know, the whole crowd would get hyped. Yeah, it don't even work. No. <laughs> like, it, it, even when he gets hyped on ringside, everybody's like, all right, guy. You know? Right. Um, like, the crowd was halfway in, halfway out of this match. Yeah. This match, I mean, put obviously, all of this exposure is not for Elias. It's for Jason Jordan. Oh, yeah. They're trying hard to get him over. Ain't working. Gotta turn him heel right now. Yeah, man. <laughs> Seriously. It ain't working, man. I'm telling you, this guy is going to be like the next rock, man. Like, I, I mean, not to say you're going to end up as big of a superstar, but like, the crowd's just going to turn on this guy. Like, yeah. you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and not you suck in an endearing way, like right, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Like, you suck. Like, like he's a literally. fantastic wrestler, but man. He's a, and plus they put that match in a bad place. They put that match right in between uh, Finn Balor and AJ Styles, and then the TLC main event. Right. So if you're in the middle of that, you're dead no matter what you're doing. Yep. So, uh, you know, and I'll give that match. I give it two out of five. Say, yeah, I was gonna say about two out of five. I give one man. star for each guy for doing their job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> they did their job. Man. So let's go back. Right. Um, after the tag team cruiserweight match. The Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. They were pushing this angle hard, like Mickey James was an old lady. And even though in the kickoff show, AJ was in the social media lounge with Charlie Caruso, by the way, hashtag Charlie Caruso and Renee Young, thank you. <laughs> um, Benny, what do I? Uh, Mickey James, like, she's not that old, considering some of the other people on the roster that and their is, age and everything I've like had, that. That's, that. That's been my issue with this angle. Um, I, I understand that it's like, it, it's a realistic angle, like a young girl like picking an old woman. Like somebody brought yeah. up to her like, oh, well, it's like, oh yeah, I've been through the whole roster and then right. Renee Young's like, well, no you haven't. You still got somebody. Mickey James then the young person like, dude, ain't no Did you say old. May Young or Renee Young? I said Renee Young. Okay, I, I might have said May Young. 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 My bad. What the so hell? Renee Young. So then, so then it's like you got Alexa Bliss who's like, listen, ain't no old woman gonna beat me yeah right but the problem is is that as you said mickey james is not that old i mean mickey james is like 38 sheamus is 39 right john cena is john 40. cena is 40 like do you see anybody talking about them their age or calling them old guys it's like oh no so you know and i mean mickey james still looks good she does she, she looks great i got to referee her a couple years ago nice uh, she was great yeah she she tried to storm the ring in a tag team match and i stopped her and she she gave me props for actually standing up to her uh and she she, she said i did a good job so i got to referee mickey james nice, fantastic man. um but so, yeah all right so yeah the, the angle that they're pushing i understand what they're trying to do. But I will tell you that Mickey James can still put up a fight against anybody. I would say this match was, I would say it wasn't fantastic, but it was Not good that. for what it was. I, I, this was nothing to write home this about. This was a two and a half match, man. You, you, I was about like, to say the same you get, thing, you actually. Give them, you give them, as you said, a star per, per person for doing that job. And then about a half for putting on somewhat of a 
entertaining yeah i'll give it to alexa i mean i like her and i like her more and more the more character development she has and the more in-ring time she has and she doesn't get hurt you know she she comes out and she fights um she's five foot nothing hundred nothing but she comes out there and i I like alexa and i like her as a heel yeah um you know i'm shocked that they haven't given alexa like a heater like i'm shocked that they didn't put like nia Jax with her as a heater because i feel like well they tried they had them as a friendship but they broke it up quick Oh yeah, remember did. that? Yeah. So it's like either one of them is either Alexa didn't like need the heater. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, because they came up in NXT together. Right. It's like either Alexa didn't need the heater at the time, or Nia Jax was trying to get pushed for something else. I got you. Yeah. So, but I understand though. Um, you know, somebody it could be a heater for somebody like her, but she, I don't know, she does it on her own. She's not. Yeah, bad. she's fine. She's fine on her own. Yeah, I even I mean, go so far as to give this match three stars because of. And I'm not giving anything to Mickey James after the match. She had a tearful, you know, I thank everybody. It's almost a tearful goodbye. But even though she said, I'm not done, I'm still going to wrestle, I'm still here. But I want to see Mickey James is kind of was kind of there to give a boost to the women. I don't think the women need a boost. I think they need to start getting their own people over. Like, I wouldn't have minded Emma taking on Alexa Bliss or uh, Sasha again taking on Alexa Bliss. I always liked that match. Or bringing back Bailey or something like this. Uh, I just didn't think she needed to be there. Yeah, you know I, yeah, no, I, I completely agree um, because she hasn't. Alexa Bliss hasn't gone through like this whole this whole thing started because she claimed that she had went through the whole roster. Right, there was no one left. But right. it's like, well, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have somebody like Oscar coming in. You oh, have yeah. you have Emma. You know, um, I don't remember if she feuded with Bailey or not. Like um, which one, Alexa? Alexa, yeah. Mm, no feud because here's the thing back and forth a Here, little bit here's the thing that gets that that can make it seem confusing as if she's gone through the whole roster they continue to do a lot of four ways and five ways with these women right you know which makes it seem like oh like I've gone through it's like well she hasn't actually had feuds right she just ends up in stuff like fatal four ways you yeah. know just to get them all on roster so there's a difference there so Mickey James uh, I don't know I guess they didn't have much to do with it they thought it would be a good storyline yeah with this whole like old woman against the New girl, but yeah, I get. I'll give it three just because I, I like Alexa and I think she's she's doing her job. But I, I see what you're saying. I don't like the four ways, the five ways. It's just a way to get everybody on TV yes. and get everybody in. Uh, you know, two hours of SmackDown or three hours of Raw because they do have quite a, a big roster, and I think one on one, there's not a lot of people. Alexa on a one on one match, she can hold her own yeah. for sure. Um, but enough about that. So two and a half, three, not bad. Um, so, we went to a match that I actually forgot about, uh, but it actually happened. Enzo Amore uh, defending in the Cruiserweight Championship against Kalisto, and Enzo won. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Kalisto defended it against Enzo. Enzo, yeah, won, Enzo it, won it, and it now he is the two-time champion. Yeah. So that title, I, for, uh, I don't know. I forgot. I, I like Enzo's storyline and everything like that. I'm not really following the title. I'm following more of the reality part of the storyline. Um this match was... Dude, this was like... I don't even know if this was a two. Bro. I'll give it a two for each person doing their job. Yeah, I mean, that's that's about all I guess, man. Um, it wasn't it wasn't Kalisto's best show. No. They were kind of clumsy on some spots. You noticed um, that, too. Yeah, they were kind of clumsy on some spots. Um, yeah, no, man. Just... I, I didn't. Uh, I would have... You know, it just wasn't something I was paying a lot of attention to. I mean, again, I heard the crowd was kind of in it, kind of out of it. No big deal. It it was just there. So I don't even know if this was technically the come down match because this one bookended AJ and Finn, which we're going to get into. 
Um, so yeah. I, don't I, know. Mean, I mean, the thing is, is like people are into Enzo not for what he does in the ring, but for outside the ring, the right. realism and stuff that right. he brings to the promos. Like you said, um, in ring, he's not. I mean, he's he's just cookie cutter. He's nothing yeah, he's like nothing special huge at all in yeah. the ring. Yeah. So and that's why. In the ring, you know, Big Cass was doing all the, the work and getting all the stuff right. and, and making all the wins when it was Enzo and Cass. But that's the thing. So this match, eh, what, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, all right. Now, we're going to get to the point where you watched The Walking Dead <coughs> and yeah, I man. watched the pay-per-view. Uh, now, this match was not hyped. It was just announced that AJ Styles was replacing Bray Wyatt and AJ Styles was going to take on the demon Finn Balor. And they kept on mentioning the demon, so they didn't pull away the fact that it was going to be the demon. Um, either way, I would have been okay with it. But it was, uh, we good? Are we blown up? I don't know. Is no. the place on fire? Am I no, no, you're good. Okay. I just felt the, the, the ground rumble a bit. It's like, what's happening? All right, we're the good. The royal rumble is happening yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so... All right, this match was not hyped, but this match was the match of the show. Actually, it was the probably match of the year candidate. Um, and I think it was the, the greatest way to do business. They can hype this match up again for even WrestleMania, uh, but it was Raw versus SmackDown at this point. So the only reason... You know, they needed a big name to come in and fight Finn Balor because it was a big storyline that was lost real quick when Bray Wyatt got the mumps. So I heard it was AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles and Finn Balor part of the Bullet Club, the original Bullet Club from Japan with um, uh, the two uh, tag team. God, what the hell? God, Gallows uh, and Anderson. Anderson yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this match. Were they in the Bullet Club at the same time? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I, oh, thought, yeah. I thought at one point it was AJ, Gallows, and Anderson, and AJ left, and then it was Finn, Gallows, and Anderson. No, they were all kind of in, the in at the other. same time, okay. yeah. But, I mean, and this was in Japan a while ago, but they all know each other very, very well. Uh, this is the first time that AJ and Finn have fit, fought each other in the WWE. Now, they may have fought each other on other cards, other places. Yeah. But these two had a chemistry that, uh, and this was told to me last night, rivaled the chemistry that Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had in WrestleMania Ooh. three, which was one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. Um, so the Demon, you know, AJ came out, the Demon came out, whole Demon entrance, yeah. not bad whatsoever. Um these two, even at the point where they were just looking at each other from across the ring, you could see it in their faces. Like, this is this was the main event of WrestleMania. This is for the WWE Championship. Like, this is the look yeah. that they had. And they just went at each other, gave each other everything they had. There was mat wrestling. There was chain wrestling. There was fighting. There was back and forth. There were false finishes. Uh, and it was face versus face. Right. So you really didn't know. It got a this is awesome champ before the match even started. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, just a stare down between these two was was epic. Uh, and nobody really got an upper hand. Nobody. Yeah. Ever. Um, went 15, 18 minutes at least. Um, and then, you know, it kind of ended... I don't want to say abruptly, but AJ took a, a couple of moves and then he took the drop kick in the corner and then he took the coup de grace, which was the double stomp off the top rope yeah. by Finn Balor, which he did not pull at all, man. He just destroyed it in, laid it in. It in, yeah. it in. And uh, even after that move, I would say nobody should get up from that just the way it was delivered. Yeah. Um, and now this is AJ Styles. This is a main eventer on the other roster. This is, 
you know, the, yeah, this is the house that AJ Styles built. That's SmackDown. That's SmackDown, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? This is like main event against main event. Um, and it ended clean, as it should, face versus face. Uh, you know, and AJ sold up for a while. You know, it took a while yeah. to actually sell it up. And when he did, and there's a picture that we're going to put on this podcast that I I, uh, I got for the graphic of the podcast. Yeah. It's I both of them giving the two sweet. Yeah. And popped up and just held it right there for a couple seconds. And then, you know, AJ walked off selling and he gave the ring to Finn. Yeah. And I'm like, AJ, that I'm giving this five. Five stars. Because... I mean, not only was it not hyped and it stole the show, but it stole the whole year. I mean, it was fantastic. And AJ did business. Yeah. He was called. He was asked and, you know, forced. What, last I don't know, minute. Like, right. Last minute flying yeah. across the world, coming in, jet lagged, tired. He had to wrestle before he left on that plane. So he had to wrestle Friday night. And then he came up here to wrestle on Sunday night. Now he's got to go back out to wherever he's going to do SmackDown. But he came in. He did business. And he might have looked tired on the promo that they cut in the beginning of the uh, kickoff show, but when you when he turned it on, man, when he came out to his yeah. music, you could not tell that he just flew halfway across the world right. to do this. Uh, please watch man, it. Man, I got to go like, back and watch this. Please Tonight. watch this match. <laughs> Tonight. Now. Like, not right now, but now. Yeah. Like, holy God. I mean, th- I'm putting this, uh, maybe I'm putting this over too hard, but... Even Finn Balor being in the storylines that he's been in, it hasn't been too intriguing. You know what I'm saying? With yeah, the Bray no, Wyatt and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, ever since he's come back um, and they threw him in with, with Bray, it hasn't been that that great. Um, I, I, I see how on paper Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor looks like a good matchup. Right. You got Bray, who's the cult leader, you right. know, whatever. And then you got Finn, who's got this demon. Right. Perfect, right? Play off of it. Just wasn't executed. Mm-mm. That's all it was. And you know, when Bray comes back, I have a feeling that they're gonna reinvent, yeah. you know, relive this feud. They're gonna have to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mean, because listen, there's been crazy outlandish feuds like this before with two, like you know, uh, what do you call these kind of gimmicks? Uh, j- just demonic. two character gimmicks, or yeah. just you know, either demonic or like, uh, yeah, yeah. like j- that Undertaker style stuff. Yeah. And it's like it's worked before, but mm-hmm. it, they just. It yeah. wasn't pulling anything. Like, I wasn't right. excited to watch this match. Yeah. I, and I said, no offense to Bray Wyatt, but when I heard AJ was taking the place, I'm like, this is a match I right. want to see. And the whole Sister Abigail thing, I think, was disappointing. Dude, he um, put a thing over his face, and they changed his voice. Right, and that's Sister Abigail. Yeah. It's cheap. It is. You know, it's, it's, it's It's too cheap. I need yeah, a character. Can't. I need somebody to come out. I need him to dress in drag and completely change himself. Or I need somebody to be Sister Abigail. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, dude... Finn Balor, AJ Styles, they I could watch them wrestle for anything, anywhere, anytime, and they could have a five-star match and change it up every damn time. Right. Five stars, like watch it. this. I like it. Had nothing to do with tables, ladders, or chairs. Don't matter. Yeah. I didn't care. I mean, most of the show didn't. But yeah. All of the show except <laughs> the end didn't, yeah. but I don't care. Like, do it. And there, there's a reason why. When we get to the main event, I, I think there's a reason why. Um, Why well, they? Hey, and you know what? I'm 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 ragging on it, but let me just say I did I didn't mind I didn't mind it. I'm saying it because it's what I've become used to mm-hmm. seeing a bunch of like tables match, chairs match, mm-hmm. ladder match. But at the same time, I didn't mind that it was only in a main event because I felt like it wasn't some like cheap a bunch of cheap gimmick matches just for the sake of having gimmick matches because 
the title of the pay-per-view was TLC. Right. You get what I'm saying? I feel you. But it could have been a title, like, it could have been a title, a, di- a different titled pay-per-view, like Armageddon or whatever, I don't know what you want to yeah. call it, but it, with a TLC match featuring. Yeah. So maybe get rid of the whole TLC If you're not going to do the whole pay-per-view, right. Like, Hell in a Cell had two Hell in a Cell matches. Right. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, change the name of the pay-per-view, but I know they're trying to put over the match, and I know they're trying to put over the gimmick of the match. I get it. But... Like I said, there's a, there's a reason, and we're going to get to that. Um, so please, watch this match. Uh, the Demon, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, oh my God. No hype, and fantastic. And then even AJ came on the Raw Talk, or the Talking Smash, whatever the hell it was, on the WWE Network afterwards. Yeah. Um, he still stayed around. He still came on, and he was like, you know what? I came. I, I wasn't going to turn down this opportunity. I did business, and I love it. So, wait a minute. They still got Raw Talk, but the cancel Talk and Smack? They only do it now after pay-per-views. Gotcha. Each one. All right. So, it looks like after each pay-per-view, they're going to do that. But, um, you know, they don't do it after Raw or after SmackDown on television anymore. Got it. That's all. And I'm all right with that. Um, Gives it sort of a more of a special feeling to have it featured like they should do. Um, All right. So... We, we skip over the Jason Jordan Elias thing. We talked about it earlier. Uh, now we get to the main event, okay? Um, so it is the TLC match. It is the Shield, and actually Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose actually christened that Kurt Angle was an honorary member of the Shield for the night, and Kurt Angle actually came out in Shield gear. Which I wasn't a fan of, but... I, I'm, I'm actually okay with it. You're okay? And I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay, so Kurt Angle is a major main event superstar, Olympic hero, whatever. So if he's going to come back and they're going to bring him back as a filler for this match, basically, play the role of a filler. Don't come back as the Olympic hero because eventually they're going to bring back the Olympic hero and they're going to have a single storyline with him. Right. I guess then that's what I was thinking. I was like, man, if you bring Kurt Angle back, I want to see Kurt Angle. I don't want to see him with the shield, like in right. shield care, but the way you put it makes complete sense. It yeah. was a last minute decision. I was questioning the decision. Me too. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't really feeling it, man. I, I was like, man, this is a cheap way to reintroduce Kurt Angle back to the ring. Um, while while I was quite pleased with the match, I still can't say that I'm pleased with the decision to use Kurt Angle in this match. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was the best showing for him, but continue. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And the thing is, it, Roman Reigns is like one of the biggest names. So they needed a huge name quick. So with Triple H, uh, you know, going over to Santiago, yeah. Chile, with John Cena being off TV for right now, you know, with a huge, huge name, what else can they do except Kurt Angle right there? And he's like, man, let me step in. I'll do it. Yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, hey, you're absolutely right. There was no other. It's not really a choice right now yeah. of, of who. I mean, there's. You need, it's a main event match. He is the main event superstar. You need something. Yeah, shy of getting CM Punk, you had nobody. Ah, Punk, I love it. Eventually, he's going he's gonna to sell out. He's going to come back. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But let me just say, they put him in the Shield gear. They made him part of the Shield. It was the Shield. You know what I mean? They even played the Shield's music. They didn't even play Kurt Angle's music. He walked out with the Shield yeah. down the steps. I'm okay with this because we were expecting the Shield, so we got the Shield. Um, now we got who we get Intercontinental Champion The Miz. Mm-hmm. We got Cesaro with still busted mouth. We got Sheamus. We got Braun Strowman, and we got Kane. By the way, the return of Kane just seemed like it was out of nowhere too. That was very much out of nowhere, and also, I mean, hey, I guess when a returning person comes, especially a heel, they got pick on somebody. 
So, I mean, he just randomly comes up through the ring and picks on the big dog. But I guess it's not bad. Because if you're returning and you're a heel, you're picking on the biggest dog in the yard. And Kane's got to remind everybody that this is his ring. Right. And he's coming up from underneath. And I think the reasoning, and even though they didn't get a chance to explain this yet because Roman Reigns is out right now, I think the reasoning for Kane to come back is to have uh, Roman work with somebody safe and work with somebody, you know, uh, who's got the time and, and the uh, the veteran status to kind of keep him going until yeah. we start the WrestleMania run. Although I did hear that this is not a long-term thing, that oh, Kane I, will not be sticking around very yeah, long. I agree. I don't think he yeah. is. He's still running it for governor of uh, wherever like the hell. Tennessee or something. Ten- right? Somewhere in Knox, right. Tennessee or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, Knox County or Knox City. Yeah, running for mayor. Yeah. Mayor, yeah. So he's still doing that. Yeah. Um, even though I love Kane, I love uh, seeing the, the lights go red and having him come out and do his thing. And Because Kane is so consistent, man. Definitely. He's been there 20 years. Yeah. He's a company man. So I don't, I didn't get it for this because there was already four on three, five on three. Right. I, I guess it was to show like the Shield's dominance against and, and even the, the story was that Dean Ambrose said, oh, we could beat four guys, five guys, whatever. Yeah. So do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't mind. But, so, TLC match, everything's legal. Um, I'm going to say that, and this match went 30 or 40 minutes. It did. It it went a long (laughs) time, man. I will say this, man. You lost the story without Roman Reigns, man. Because, you know, Dean Ambrose's point was that the Shield can be four guys, five guys. That's a bold claim, right? And we're about to see the Shield take on five guys, and we're about to see, is the Shield the ultimate team? You know what I'm saying? Because we know that they work well together as a team, right? So we had Braun Strowman, uh, Kane, Mm -hmm. Miz, Sheamus, Cesaro. Right. Like top two, like five huge guys on three. It would have been so much more impactful with Roman Reigns there. But at this point, it's like the Shield didn't win. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Kurt Angle won. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's But it's again, they different. had no choice. But I know. It, you didn't have a choice, but it just... I'm not blaming them. No, no. Because you can't control it. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do it. Exactly. But, but it wasn't necessarily about the story at this point. Yeah. It was more about, can we get the gimmick over? Can we get the match over? And of course, Kurt Angle, and you know, no spoiler here, Kurt Angle got the win. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I mean, it, After the it, shield powerbomb. Right. So, um, essentially, throughout the match, Angle got protected. He did very, 100%. He did very little. You know, they made it seem like he was injured for most of the match. I don't know if he was selling or winded because I don't know if he, I, I, you know, he's been in ring shape, not just not in WWE ring shape, yeah. but I mean, he's wrestled in matches and five star matches bro, with TNA. And, let me tell you something. All right, bro. All right, Vince. <laughs> Russo. <laughs> He did not look in ring shape. He looked a little gassed, and even Booker T called him on it. Yes, he did. What the hell is Booker T? I'm sorry. Is he a face? Is he a heel? Is he is he just a color commentator that adds flair? What the what's Booker's deal, man? I think he's color. I think he's color slash mostly heel. Because they got like a, Corey Graves is all face, right? So, Corey, he's so over. Corey Graves used to be like the heel commentator. He I think that when they moved Corey to doing both shows. They made him the, like, face commentator on right. Raw. I think he still is kind of heelish on SmackDown, isn't he? 
I don't think so. No, he's more face. He's, he's more, face? more. Okay, he's more putting people over for not for gimmicks or characters, but for for actual ring ring. And ring so, Okay, yeah. So I, so um, yeah. Because he but, was like, you know, when uh, why why is Kevin Owens doing this to the patriarch of the company? Like, what the? I love Corey Graves. Oh, by that's the way, true. yeah, I do love Corey Graves. I like him better when he's a heel commentator. But what? But Booker, man, he's just too funny. Like JBL yeah. is too funny. Yeah. To be and it doesn't try. He's not trying to be funny. He's just coming off as funny. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I was listening to. There was no consistency last night. Booker was for you know Jason Jordan, but then he's for the entire <laughs> against the shield. Like what? Right, yeah. And he's I, going against Kurt Angle, which is one of his major like friends and opponents over the years. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Damn I, it. Yeah. I don't know. Fellow Hall of Famer. Right. Like Dan. Yeah. But I mean to say like. Pretty much angle, you know, he looked good in certain spots. I just felt like he looked a little slow. He looked a little sluggish. Was that on point, though? Was that pretty? Because he's not he's not the feature attraction of this match. Right. The feature attraction is supposed to be the shield. Absolutely. So he was just there to add to the shield. Yeah. Like, Dean and Seth were the ones jumping off of ladders, flying through tables. They were the one doing the topes outside the ring. They were the one taking the bumps through the tables, up on the, up on the ramp. Now, protected for a while... But then the first bump that Kurt Angle took was a power slam on the floor through a table by Braun Strowman, which actually put him out out, for for the time being. Now, you could tell because of the – and the way the camera shot was real. Like, Strowman was cradling him like a football. protected him like a baby. Thank you. (laughs) Like a child. Like, Like he wasn't going – like, that neck wasn't going nowhere. And it basically, it was just probably a shock absorber that, that Strowman took most of the bump through the table. Yeah. Like, absolutely. So dude, you noticed that too. Mm-hmm. He protected him so well. Yeah. 100 And they sold the crap out of yeah. it. Like, oh my God, he's out. Like, Kurt Angle hasn't wrestled in a while. He's And, you know, like I said, Booker T called him out yeah. on it. So Kurt probably went to the back and was like, I didn't feel a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt was probably in the back drinking a gen- yeah. ginger venti tea. And he was yeah. like, I can't wait till my music hits <laughs> so I can go out again. Um, but then, you know, they, they had. To, what did you think of the garbage truck gimmick? I didn't. I didn't get it. Like, I mean, why? I know they. I know they mentioned that Miz said that like he's going to treat them like the trash that they are. As soon as the Miz, right before the Miz's music hit, I'm going to treat them like exactly like they are garbage. Yeah. But and, what what do you think about the garbage truck? I I don't know. It to me it didn't have an effect. And then somebody who got thrown in there. Braun. Braun. He got eaten by the damn garbage truck. Right, he got eaten by the truck. That's how it ended, right? That's why we didn't see him no more. That's how Braun ended. Right. Yeah. I feel like the I feel like the entire garbage truck thing was just for that because it was like, how do we get Braun Strowman out of, out of here? <laughs> because other than that, there's no other realistic way to say that Braun Strowman got beat. You know right. what I'm saying? And didn't get involved somehow. So it's like you had to have something like that mm-hmm. to get him out of the match. To physically be like, it's impossible for him now to come to the ring. Right. So I feel like that's all it was for. And then the most of it was uh, that Braun versus Kane. You know, the miscommunications. Hey, I, I lo- hey my man Kane, I love the uh, I love the angles, the camera angles where Kane had he choke slammed him in there and Kane is like standing looking over him and you just kinda see Braun's hand trying yeah. to grab up on the thing and then Kane just like uh, pulls the chairs and you just see all of the chairs coming out. I was like, man, that was so, that was well produced right there. I it really that. was. That I gimmick like was used once before with those dangling chairs. I thought he was going to keep doing it. I thought he was keep, keep going down the line and keep putting more chairs on him. Yeah. But no, I, it was done really well. It made Braun Strowman look really strong. Like he had to take a whole lot from the shield. He had to take a whole lot from Kane and then he had a garbage truck to get him out of there. Yeah. 
So and which pretty much mean the entire team turned on him too. Exactly. So yeah. So it was funny because Kane turned on the team, but then Kane was still fighting against the Shield. Like Kane turned on Strowman, but Kane was still fighting against the Shield. Right. <laughs> so Kane just doesn't like Strowman apparently. Apparently. Now, could, do we see a one-off with them before Kane rides off into the sunset one more time? I think so. I mean, it's kind of confusing because it's like we know Kane came back against Roman, so is it going to set up something between him and Roman, or are we going to go more with Braun and Kane? I feel like you're probably going to go more with Braun and Kane because yeah. Roman's got to go back to the Shield. Right. And they got to finish up their stuff. Right. So, which I feel like they're probably going to keep feuding with Miz and... Cesaro sure, and Sheamus sure. and then Miz, Miz Taraj. Probably so Survivor think, Series kind of thing happening yeah. if they're all healthy Exactly. That so I think I think from here you move on to Kane and Braun. And I think, you know what, it's a good way to keep Braun busy in a few, you yeah. know, with another big man um, since, you know, Lesnar isn't doing anything. Right now. Right, yeah. right now. So it's like, you know. And they called Kane, like, one of the best of all time. Like, they were putting him over big yeah. time during that match. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, yeah, definitely. Future Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Without a doubt. No doubt. I mean, Kane, all of the character that Kane has played and all the championships he's won and all the stability, like the, uh, I just say, he just stretches. Like, he's such a good actor. And he's such, he's great with words. He's in great shape, great in the ring. Um, Now, I, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but I think Kane came back to mess with Roman because Roman put The Undertaker out. And they're brothers, the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, you start to forget that. So that's an interesting way to possibly work that story back in and then have, I I still say, that they maybe retired the Dead Man gimmick, but the American Badass or something like that can still come out. That's true. Or you can actually get Kane to actually start mentioning that, like, I'm coming after... Roman because, because of, of what you did to my brother. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, that would add, I like that, man. See? That would add some good Booking? stuff. Booking? Right. <laughs> Booking? Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the TLC. Let's give it a rating. Uh, now, no, out of five stars, what it was, what it did, what it was supposed to do, what it do. Uh, um, I'm going with give, a solid three. Three? Yeah. Okay. It's average. Okay. It was average. Um, it was too many... Too many matches that weren't. It's like, all right, you had the AJ match and and Finn. Mm-hmm. You had the main event. Mm-hmm. You that was about it, man. Other than that, other than the and Oscar I, debut, it wasn't necessarily yeah. a pay per view specific and, right. card. And even the Oscar debut could have been better, you know, as we talked about earlier. Right. So I I, I just gotta give it I just, I gotta give it a three, man. It, it was just it was a it was enough decent. Matches to keep you entertained, but overall, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the match. The I'm gonna give it a three and a half. The okay. match. Um, I don't want to give it a four. I don't want to go so far as to say because it wasn't the greatest TLC match of all time. Oh wait, we're talking about the match or the, yes. the pay per view of the whole the match. Oh shoot, man, my bad. I was going for the whole. That's okay. I, 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 well, well, let me. Everybody knows that the pay per view of the whole down is a three. The match itself, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go to four. I, I enjoyed the match. I, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle staying um, a little disappointed by it, but whatever. But the Shield, the match, I love the Kane and Braun stuff. The garbage truck was weird, but I get why they had to get Braun out of there. Yeah. 
But I, I enjoyed the match, and I thought like those guys went hard, man. They worked their tails off. I, I say four for that match. I think I, I think you and I were getting our, our wavelengths crossed what we were talking about there. But yes, I'm gonna give it a four. I loved, and, and by the way, we we didn't mention again that Kurt Angle actually came back ten minutes after he got put out, and they played his music. They did. And when he came down, he wasn't selling shit. None. Pardon None. my language, but he got the. <laughs> He uh, got this on his face, like that look, and that's even Corey Gray's point. I was like, there's that look we haven't seen in 11 years. Yeah. And he got in, and he started angle slamming people, and he took a couple bumps, and he looked like Kurt Angle at he that did, point man. in time. I love that angle slam he gave to Cesaro on the table. It was perfect the way he just kind of dropped him on the table, but he never looked back at him. No. He just kept looking at the ring. I was right. like, oh, my gosh. He angle slammed one. He yeah. angle slammed Cesaro. That's one Cesaro on that table. That was beautiful. It was nice. Now, I would have liked to have seen him rip off the shield vest. Now, I get it was still the shield, and they still had to do the shield triple powerbomb, but you know how Angle used to rip down like even Jason Jordan tries to do? He doesn't get over. You know how Angle ripped down the thing? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jason Jordan. It's true. It's damn true. But you feel me? Like, if he would have ripped off that vest, it would have been like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Because Kurt Angle's still in great shape. I would have liked to see. Now, I get what, maybe even after the match was over, but... He did the triple power bomb. It was great. He did the whole Roman, ooh, ah, you yeah. know, thing. And that was good. And then they were, you know, hands raised, all good stuff. So I give the TLC match a four, solid four, uh, for everybody doing their job, for extra stories that were told, for all the carnage. There was a lot of chair shots, a lot of usage of the ladder, uh, a lot of lot of bumps and bruises from that match. Uh, but I'm giving the whole thing, the whole thing, three and a half. Three and a half, okay. I give three the and half. half I give the half solely for the purpose it would have been a solid three, but the pay-per-view itself was huge because of AJ and Finn. Like, I would have given it a three without that. Right, see, and I, st- I think that my not seeing that match... Yeah, you know, that might push you Right, that might push me... You push might me give me three and a half, maybe in a four. Right, yeah, so I got to go back and watch But it. that's a whole, like... I mean, that match was not the pay-per-view. It's, it didn't fit, you know, but it did... It, I understand why they had it there. Yeah. But... Uh, Survivor Series, month down the road. Uh, Raw versus SmackDown is the you know the general consensus. Brock versus Gender should happen. Will it be title for title? Who knows? We're gonna find out. Um, we've been talking for a while. Big ugly. What we got here? Man, dude, we've been on this thing for about ninety minutes. Man. All right. We thank everybody for being with us. Yes, right. And we ain't done us. yet. Yeah, we ain't done yet because we, we got an interview. With Jess La. Yes. And uh, SWO, uh, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. So listen to that interview, please. Uh, you want to hear about women's wrestling. You want to hear about wrestling in general. Big fan. Uh, and she's fantastic. Um, so let's wrap this up. You know, let's um, let's do some quick wrap-ups. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple words out there. And I just want you to give me the first thought of what you're about to hear from me. So... When you hear me say Survivor Series, what are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, Jinder Mahal loses the belt to Brock Lesnar. Oh. I'm thinking we finally get an actual Shield match. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking a decent pay-per-view. I'm not putting a lot of stock in it, but I'm thinking a decent pay-per-view. We'll see how that's going to stretch yeah. out. Like I said, it would have been a, th- a solid three if it wasn't Finn and AJ. Three and a half. But, um, so you're thinking, okay, I like that. So when I say when I say NXT right now, what are you thinking? War Games. 
You're thinking War Games. Yeah. Now, that's good because they started, as soon as they promoted that pay-per-view, they said War Games. And that's more of a, you know, I don't know, again, I don't know if you how much of the WCW that you watched back then. I got this uh, War Games DVD here. It's a, a WWE-produced DVD with uh, WCW War Games. So you could see, basically, it was the Four Horsemen. It was, uh, you know, groups um, back in the 80s, early 90s. Uh, lots of WCW, double ring, double cage, a lot of blood, a lot of guts and gore, a lot of Ric Flair, a lot of um, Dusty Rhodes, Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. Good stuff on there, man. Nice, man. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop that in sometime soon, too. I'm going to watch that. Uh, so I, I'm thinking that we got a lot of information on this podcast. I'm thinking we're going to do this again in a couple weeks. Yes. Thinking we're going to have another interview. Hopefully we'll get the interviewee <clears throat> here in the mansion or call in while we're on uh, while we're on site here. But uh, and we got to visit your mansion, man. Yeah, man, let's do this. The uh, new mansion. Yeah, man, mansion 2.0. Let's 2. set up the date. Yeah. Let's set up a date. So we want to hear from you, dirty ugly wrestling listeners. We thank you. Uh, for hitting us up, for downloading us, liking us, following us, subscribing to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Um, you know, we thank you. We appreciate you. This is why we're still doing this. I mean, we'd still be talking offline, but nobody would be listening to it. Right. Like, if we, if we were putting this on the podcast, people would be just like, man, what are they talking about? But uh, Unless they were wrestling fans, they wouldn't know half the stuff we're talking about. But now, everybody can listen, and they can get involved and, uh, you know, share their thoughts with us. Tell Please. us what you rate TLC. That's right. What do you rate? Do you, well, How many stars do you give TLC out of five? Um God damn! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you know. And hey, watch uh, watch all the wrestling products out there. Even though you know we might diss a couple of them, watch them, watch them all because it's pro wrestling. Go watch, go support indie wrestling, and stay tuned for the interview with Jess Law. And you know we're we're gonna come at you with more topics and more gimmicks and more stuff and out of the box of gimmicks soon. So we're gonna take it into break. So we're not going to say deuces because we ain't done. We ain't done. And we'll be back. But Big Ugly, what are your final thoughts on our podcast today? God damn, those guys rock. <laughs> <laughs> and damn it, cut it, pal. We are back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike, and right now I am being joined by one of the premier female wrestlers on the independent circuit, but she may be a female, but uh, she wrestles males. That's right. She fights everybody. She is currently the SWO's women's champion in Pennsylvania, but uh, she's fighting for the Uprising title. She wants the Unlimited World Championship. She is all over the place. She is Jess La. Jess, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Are you done talking now, or...? I'm done. Uh, you know, uh, I. You're talking about me, so that's right. Go ahead. Yes, we are talking about you. We're interviewing you for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast. So uh, tell us how you're feeling today, Jess, first of all. Uh, well, I just got done working out, so I'm feeling pretty good. You're working out. So, so what do you do as far as working out? You know, do you work the, you know, the upper body, the lower body? What does Jess Law's workout look like? 
Well, Just Love Workout is DDP yoga. I just got started doing DDP yoga, but um, I actually really like it a lot, and I'm hoping it'll turn me up and get me more um, in ring shape. Even though I think I'm pretty good anyways, I'm just hoping to, like, turn up a little bit. Yes, you you certainly have confidence. That is something that I've always known about you. I've worked with you back and forth, whether it be as a ring announcer or a referee, several times, and you never lacked confidence. Where where does all that confidence come from, Jesla? Uh, Being the best. I mean, when you're the best, confidence pretty much comes easily. And uh, me being told that I'm the best, by Sarah Morgan. Um, the lovely Sarah Morgan? The lovely Sarah Morgan. You got it. I didn't say that one time, and, you know, I, I was letting her get herself over, as it were, and she, she got pretty angry with me. Yeah, she wasn't very happy about that, but, I mean, she's pretty over herself. So you're the queen of La La Land. I sure am. Now, is that Hollywood, or is that your own personal land? Tell me about La La Land. Uh, La La Land is a magical place where I am the queen of, as you said. The queen. And Yes, the queen. And uh, not a lot of people are welcome in La La Land. It's mainly only Sarah and I. But we are opening the door for others in the future, and you will find out very soon who they will be. Wow, does that mean there will be more uh, lovely people, more uh, people on your entourage, people on your side? Is your is uh, your follow? I just said. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I just wanted some clarification. That's all, you know, and want to make sure I get this right. So, as of now, from what I understand and I know, you are in Susquehanna Wrestling Organization, the SWO. You are currently the SWO Women's Champion, right? Yes, I am. Okay, yes, so. But most of the time when it, I'm encountering Jess Law, Jess Law is wrestling against men, wrestling against everybody. Now, that's very unusual for a women's wrestler. I mean, we have the women's wrestling revolution going on right now, but it's mostly women versus women. I mean, is this something like China or Lita inspired by the Attitude Era? How did you come to wrestling primarily against men? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest, and I'm going to say I started out wrestling about six years ago, and I was doing it with a bunch of my guy friends, and we met Wolfman, we went to a show, and he started training us with Kenny Andrews and Evan Atlas, and um, it all stemmed out from there. I always preferred, like, wrestling guys anyways, and, you know, um... There's not really a lot of girls. There's not really a lot of girl wrestlers out there. Right. And all the guys. There's like a lot of guys in the SWO. So I mean, um, it's really hard to find indie girls, you know. True. So um, just pretty much coming from um, what I used to do to now, uh, it was just always wrestling guys. So. Okay, we'll get back to the wrestling uh, men predominantly in a minute. You said what you used to do. What did you used to do? Uh, backyard wrestling. Ah, well, 
you know, hey, we've all been there, especially on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast, independent pro wrestling. You've you've had at least one stint in backyard wrestling, whether you want to admit it or not. Um, they say don't try this at home. Well, we try it at other people's houses. That's what we do. Yeah, um, and it's not. I mean, I want to be honest. I'm very comfortable with where I came from, and I used to do it for fun, and now I'm doing it in front of other people. So it's it's a lot more fun doing it for other people. Right, you seem to have the entertainer's bug. Uh, that's definitely true. Um, back to what we were talking about, going against the men. Most recently, actually, you were in a contest at SWO for the Uprising Championship, which was one of the premier championships in SWO, and you were wrestling against the current Uprising Champion, still the Uprising Champion, Tim mm. Rush. Oh, you got uh, some words about Tim Rush, I feel? Uh, well, I mean, I, the one show is that I had a fan ask me why I don't wrestle girls. So I'm assuming that guy must have wanted me to wrestle a girl, so they got Tim Rush for me to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, he's the closest thing to one. And um, I'm just saying that match was not fair at all. Something happened where he cheated, and I will be coming back to that title, and it will be mine. He cheated. What? Now, wait a minute. I was there, Jessla. I, you must have been watching a different match, but that should have been mine, hands down. You know, I saw the lovely Sarah Morgan. She definitely is not above getting involved in your matches. Of course uh, not. She promised me the gold, and that's what she's trying to do. But to get me the gold. It's up to you to win the gold, and you got to do it clean in the eyes of the SWO faithful, in the eyes of the, the fans, Jessla. You know what, Mikey? I'm going to do what I have to do to get what I want. Man, that's, that's confident. Back to that confidence. So, Tim Rush, a girl. You know, something tells me that he's going to be listening to this podcast. I'm sure he will be. And, you know, he. And I have no problem saying it, so speak. Well, okay. Now. He may be listening. He may be a guest on this podcast. Now, I'm not sure. We've got uh, several different shows coming up in SWO. We've got October 21st in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania. We've got November the 4th, St. John's Lutheran Church in York, Pennsylvania. Then we've got December 2nd, right back in Red Lion, PA. And then December 16th, finishing off the year in Seven Valleys. Now, yep. you, so you plan to get that championship, the uprising championship within that time. I sure do. Now you say there's not. Oh, oh, okay. You heard it right here. Now you say there's not a lot of women wrestlers. Now there's definitely a lot of eyes on SWO, and there's a lot of eyes on the indie wrestling scene. People are going to recognize who you are and what you do, and people are going to be coming after that women's championship. Women, actual women, not Tim Rush. I want to clarify: Tim Rush is not a woman. He is 160 pounds from New Oxford, Pennsylvania. As far as I understand, he's all man. Oh, um, no, that's, that's not what I see, but okay. I mean, you have your opinions, I have mine. That man sacrificed his body for that match. I mean, he dove outside of the ring and, you know, bounced off of the floor while trying to... That's just stupid. Why do you want to throw yourself out of the ring? He's trying to win the match, you know, but he's also very athletic. He's very high-flying. It's just stupid. Uh, okay. Okay, Tim Rush, if you're listening, definitely take note of what Jess Law is saying. I have a couple of places to go with the next part of the conversation. I want to address some rumor innuendo, Jess Law. Um, 
There's rumor and innuendo that you and Tim Rush know each other outside of SWO, outside of the world of professional wrestling. You can or cannot comment on that. You don't have to. But I just wanted to address the rumor and innuendo out there for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners. Do you have anything to say about that? You don't have to, but I'm just I'm asking for the podcast listeners. They like to get underneath the story. Okay. He's my boyfriend and we are in the house and they're together. Ah. But when it comes that's personal life. Yep. That is not a life in the ring. That's different. Yep, completely different. So as you said, you know he's gonna be listening to this. And okay. uh you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna hear what you have to say and I, I don't believe he's gonna take Tim Rush is not gonna take too kindly to Jess Law attacking him verbally. Yeah, he probably won't like that very much. So is there any crossover, Jess Law, between personal and now this is entertainment. The world of professional wrestling, it's entertainment. That's what we all that's what we're out there to do. We're out there to do a job. Any crossover, any friction between you guys? Or is it all professional disrespect and hatred for the championships in SWO? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, we have a love-hate relationship. Let's just go with that. A love-hate relationship. So you love to hate each other in the world of professional wrestling. We do. Because I saw that match. That match definitely had some personal, you know, hey, you didn't do the dishes tonight. Or, hey, you know what? You woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Slap you in the face. You know what I mean? Um, I'm pretty sure I chopped him four times in that match. Dude. I was built up aggression. Uh, yes. So. <laughs> I did see those uh, reverse knife edges. And, yes, you definitely took some skin off, left some welts. Yep. But then he did it to you, Jesla. He did. He chopped you. How did that feel? It hurt really bad. Because it's a little bit different when, a, you know, chopping a woman because a woman, and this is dirty and ugly, so I'm going to get out here. A woman definitely has a little bit more support up there when you're getting chopped. I don't know if he got you right above the rib cage or right on, the, as they say, the yeah, tatas. got me right underneath my neck, and it did leave well. I do have pictures of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we might it, take... I'm sure it, it hurts really bad just as much as it would. I even have, like, I had a shirt on, like, covering, and it still hurt really bad. Wow, I'm telling you. Yeah, that was, there was some, there was some personal, uh, some personal things behind those chops and definitely behind some of those moves in that match. That was definitely personal. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. And, you know, I, I don't know who's going to win or who's going to come out on top, as it were, but it's going to be fun to watch because it's personal. And if you listen to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, which we have a lot of listeners, followers, subscribers, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, you know, they're going to want to know what's going to happen with Jess La and Tim Rush. So, uh, you know, they might not be behind the scenes, but they're going to see what happens in the ring. That's right. Man, I'm telling you, I'm excited just just talking about it. I want October 21st to be here right now in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania. So, tell me, I, I was looking at the card back and forth. What are you doing October 21st? Do we know yet? Um, something, some mixed person match. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's Vicious Van Valley, Brock's, Brock's Keller or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and guess who else is in it? Tim Rush? Later. Nope, Benny Slater. Ah, Benny Slater is in the match. Partner. How about that? Will the lovely Sarah Morgan be accompanying you to ringside? Uh, 
Of course, as always. As always. She was a little late last time. I was wait I was looking for her during your Uprising Championship match against Tim Rush, and she was coming up from the back from another side of the building. What was she doing? During my match? Yeah, before your match. As I was announcing you, I was ready to announce the lovely Sarah Morgan, and she wasn't right there. Oh, I have no idea. Well, maybe she was still mad at you for uh, forgetting her name. You know, yeah. Well, she's got to stop taking that personally. You know, I got a lot to say about a lot of people. So I'm not going to forget that anymore. Trust me. Okay. So, you know, hey, we've talked to uh, Jess Law right here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We got more to go. Let's talk about, uh, we talked about a little bit about backyard wrestling, but uh, how did you become a fan of professional wrestling, Jess? Um, basically, my friends all liked it, and they watched it, so I just got into it from there. Um, I was always a big fan of NXT. I, that's probably one of my favorite shows to watch. Oh, yeah. And uh, I started really liking um, Sasha Banks and Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and all of those girls. Like, I never watched it back in the day when there was Lita and Trish Stratus and all those, but I had to see their matches, obviously, like with each two, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just basically my friends got me into it. it. That seems to be what happens, you know. It's kind of the word of mouth, and it's like this is what your friends are doing, so hey, let's do it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, so watching NXT, NXT is great. Uh, that is where the women's revolution definitely started recently and has come up to the main roster. Do you watch, uh, you know, the main roster, Raw, SmackDown, NXT? Oh, yeah, or- of course. So you watch it all? I do. Any favorites these days? I know you mentioned Sasha, Charlotte, Becky. Uh, any favorites, men, female, uh, anything? Um, I'm more, I, since I'm a girl, I like to watch the girls. Like, I'll watch all their matches. I really like Asuka. I'm glad she's moving up to the main card. Oh, yeah. And, um, I don't know, like, my, a lot of my, like, I like her strikes and stuff, so a lot of my moves are for her. And um, I really like Emma. I've always really liked Emma as well. But like I said, Sasha Banks is probably my all-time favorite. Bailey. I like Bailey a lot. Sasha is the boss. I'm going to ask you a question about Bailey in a minute, but you mentioned Asuka and you mentioned Emma. Uh, for whenever you're listening to this podcast, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners, at TLC, uh, Asuka is making her main roster debut, and she is facing Emma, who won a five-way match uh, to earn that right. Now, Emma has not been in main storylines for quite a while. Is she just being fed to Asuka, or is she being given opportunity? Because Asuka's obviously got a lot of drive behind her. Jess, what do you think about that match coming up at TLC? Um, I think that they're trying to build Emma up as well because they tried like these new like gimmicky things with her, and I just think they're trying to build her. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Oscar's just coming, like you said, she's just coming up, so it could go either way, I guess. But I, I personally think that she's trying to build. They're trying to build Emma. Up. That would be good. She is very talented. Uh, I always saw her as very talented on any roster that she was on. You know, she was willing to go into the gimmick where she was, you know, tapping bubbles out with her hands and running right. around with Santino or whatever it was. But uh, she can... The, the, um, oh, my God, what does Santino have for... Oh, you mean the Cobra? Yeah, the Cobra. She had a pink one. Yes, yeah, she did. 
Yeah, she did. She's very entertaining. So she is willing to put in the work and willing to, uh, you know, kind of do what it takes to, to be on the main roster. That's going to be really exciting. So whenever you're listening to this podcast, either it's going to happen soon or it's just happened. Um, I want to ask you about Bailey. We've been talking about now. For, oh, by the way, shout out to Big Ugly, who's my partner, who's not on this interview right now. That is Oscar uh, is one of uh, his favorites. So Big Ugly, if you're listening, because I know you are because you're editing this. Uh, this is that's for the big ugly. Let's talk about Bailey. Has Bailey gone stale? Um, has she just been prone to injury? Has there been other pushes for other people? What's going on with Bailey, Jess? I feel like with Bailey, they just pretty much were like whatever about her because she like when she first started out, she was like everybody was like, "Hey, Bailey!" Like she had the inflatable arm guys and everything. I was super excited. Right. I mean, just like the beginning of a relationship, you're excited about it, and then, like, it kind of feeds away, you know? It's just, I feel like she's just, like, um, there's, like, well, whatever with her anymore. And, uh, I don't know, I really hope they turn her heel. See, we've... Know. Yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast. That is something that would be very cool. Uh, just like they just recently turned Sami Zayn heel. Uh, Sami Zayn's this, that was awesome. Oh, man, loved it. Uh, I've, he's the big white meat baby face, and he's been, you know, Kevin Owens' best friend for so long. But the last couple of years, they've been at each other's throats, even just a couple of weeks ago. But then all of a sudden, now Sami Zayn's like, you know what? I did it for the people. Now I'm doing it for myself. That is great. Yeah. Bailey should do the same I thing. Oh my god, it was so good. You like the Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, the whole deal? Yeah. Hell in a cell? Amazing. Yep. Man, I tell you. That cell, it could put the right people in that cell. They can make a creative genius match out of that kind of stuff. And right. both matches, actually, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon plus the Usos and the New Day. Oh, man, I was good right there. I was good oh, right yeah, there. That was, was awesome as well. Woo! Man, Jess Law, do you ever see yourself progressing and moving on to NXT or the WWE. Uh, well, where, where does Jess La go from here? Let's see. I feel like I should be farther than I am right now. Ooh. Um, <laughs> well, SWO is my home, and I pretty much, I've had opportunities other places as well. I went to Sanctuary. I've wrestled at Triple WA. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had other opportunities, but SWO is always going to be in my home. It's always going to be where I am. And I don't know if I necessarily am going to go further or try to, but I mean, I want to feel, I feel like I want to get more in cheap first before I try to stem out more. Right. So. Ring shape is good. Cardio is good. Now, you know, you, you have a presence, Jessla, and I think it's a presence that, you know, Tamina brings, a, uh, Nia Jax brings. You know, you, you have that dominating presence. I, I could see you getting in possibly better cardio, better ring shape, but I, I see you being a presence. Like, that. that's like something you don't want to mess with. It's somebody that can, you know, wrestle the women but also messes with the guys, and right. you, you know, I don't want to mess with Jessla. I see that out of you. So, you know, if we see you on WWE or NXT television one day, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't either. It's up. There's that confidence. There you go. Uh, you know, let's uh, go into a couple of more questions here. Uh, Jess, I'm not taking you away from your training or, uh, you know, your la-la land life, am I, right now, Jess? You're still okay to talk? Uh, for a couple more minutes, but to make a quick. Uh, okay, well, you know, hey, this is your podcast. We'll do what we got to do. So, okay. let's um, let's get into some of you. Give you some of your favorite wrestlers. What about some of your favorite matches ever that you've seen? Indie, uh, WWE, whatever. Uh, 
Huh. Oh my god, that's always a hard question. Uh, I'll just go with like uh, something I watched recently. Um, have you ever heard of Jordan Grace? Absolutely. Okay, Jordan Grace, and I believe it was Mia Yim. Um, I just watched their match, and it was phenomenal. Oh. It was. I'm not sure when it happened, but I've just like been watching a lot of YouTube stuff because I get ideas off YouTube and you know watch other girls do stuff and. But Jordan Grace, I think she's amazing, and I really idolize her. I, I gotcha. And it's about, um, you know, professional wrestling these days. There's not a lot that hasn't been done before, but it's a matter of taking p- bits and pieces of people's characters, people's repertoires, people, you know, and kind of making it your own. I, that's kind of what I see out of Jess Law. Any other favorite matches that you can think of? Um... I don't know that I have favorite matches. Favorite uh, pay-per-views, favorite uh, storylines, anything like that? Uh, let's see. You just like them all. That's all it is. That's what I guess so. <laughs> what about Carmella and the, and the female money in the bank? How do you like that idea? Oh, that was a very cool idea. It was very cool because um, they're trying to, you know, get over that girls can do what guys can do, which I'm all about. Yeah, you are. And um, I feel like that was a very good idea. So they've put women in the Hell in the Cell. they put women in TLC. they put women in submission, last woman standing, things like that. Um, I'm sure you watched the first Money in the Bank, Miss Money in the Bank, where Carmella won, but she won by James Ellsworth climbing up the ladder, grabbing the briefcase and throwing it down to her. Did you see that first one? I sure did. What did you think about that? Did that sully the whole idea by having I, James Ellsworth? Oh, go, go ahead. Yeah, that was, I mean, I saw a lot of people arguing about that ruining for women, stuff like that, because a guy won it and everything. But I don't know. I always look at both sides because, I mean, they're heels. So you're going to want to piss people off that way. Right. So, I mean, I think they did what they had to do being heels. Personally, I think they should have went with a different storyline just because they were trying to get the girls over. But I do kind of feel like uh, the heel work with James Ellsworth and Carmella, that was pretty good. It was pretty good. They're definitely getting some heat. Now, they did that exact, well, the exact same style of match, Money in the Bank. They did it two days later on SmackDown Live. Carmella won again. James Ellsworth almost got involved. But was it worth doing the same match that it was on a pay-per-view again two nights later? And did you see any difference in the matches? Was one better than the other? Because it was like uh, something happening over again, and I was like, oh, okay, you know. I don't know, just like I guess the whole thing kind of got ruined just by seeing, I don't know, two days later, you know. Yeah. So I guess I like the first one better because it was new. It was new. You kind of didn't know what to expect. But uh, and me personally, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, I think they they put a little different flair into the uh, the second match, even though it still ended the same way. I'm kind of glad it did because Carmella, I, I believe Carmella is fantastic. I don't know. We didn't talk about her yet on here, but she's got a great character. She's great in the ring, and uh, I believe she's going to cash it in and win at some point. Yeah, I really like Carmella as well. 
So let's talk about something similar. The King of the Castle. So Prince Piranha cashed in the King of the Castle briefcase, which is very much like the money in the bank. He did this at SWO recently, cashed in against Ace Dallas, and he won the SWO Unlimited World Championship. Do you see yourself as the King of the Castle holder or the SWO Unlimited World Champion in your near future? Uh, yeah, I already have plans on renaming it Queen of the Castle, so... Oh! Yep. Well, you are the Queen of La La Land, so... Yes, so I'll be the Queen of Everything. The Queen of Everything. That could be something... That's not new that I have to write down. The Queen of Everything. Yep. Man, I tell you, it's going to be pretty good. Uh, October 21st in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania, SWO, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. Find it on Facebook, like it, follow it, and you're going to find Jesla around with a, a, a great... I tell you, SWO has gotten a lot of steam over the past couple of years. It's been up, it's been down, but there's a, a hungry locker room, and there's always it's always filled with guys and girls. Uh, matches are always intense, and fans always get, you know, their money's worth. And we play to, you know, uh, whatever the seating arrangement is, it's usually packed. And it's because of people like you, Jesla. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you over because you, you've been cutting me off and kind of talking down to me this t- sometime on this podcast. But, you know, i got to put you over a little bit. Well, I do love you deep down. Deep down. That, that's behind the scenes. It's in there, but it's somewhere in there. That's behind the scenes. That's the story that we don't show people. But when it's out in front of the curtain in the ring, you don't like me very much. No. That's yeah. See, I knew it. Same thing with Sarah Morgan. I love her too, but she, you know, she. I didn't say her name right, so you know, she yes. doesn't like me in front of the curtain. But anyway. <laughs> well, that's great. So it's good to know that deep down, it's all good. But, uh, you know, here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, we want people to uh, to listen. You know, we've had some great interviews, you know, great conversations, you know, listen to us. And uh, Jess Law, where can people find you, say, on social media? And uh, how can they find you to follow you? Uh, it's very easy, actually. It's Just Laugh Pro, and that's on Twitter, and that's on um, Instagram. And I also have Snapchat. And I do believe use real quick. That's also Just Laugh Pro. It's all Just Laugh Pro. Yep. On Instagram, on uh, Snapchat, and on, what was that other one? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. On the Twitter. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, you can follow Jess Law. Jess Law Pro. I guess that's uh, that's not just a nickname. You are the pro. Of course. Man, I'm telling you what. So, uh, what are your uh, – we appreciate the conversation. It's been a great conversation. And you, you know, I know you said to, to make it quick, so I'm doing that. But what are your final words for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners? Um, follow me because you won't regret it. That's it. Follow me because you won't regret it. And I don't think we will. And we will see you October 21st in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania, November the 4th in St. John's Lutheran Church in York, Pennsylvania, and wherever else Jess Law wants to go, she's going to bring La La Land to you. Thank you, Jess Law, for your time, for your patience with me, and we will see you at SWO. Yeah.